Hello and welcome to another fun-filled nonsense retrospective. I'm your host as always, Rick. Joining me equally as always is Devin. Hello! Yeah, today we're going to be do- going back into the world of Baldur's Gate 3. We're going to be starting on Act 2's retrospective. But before we get too far into that, we're going to start with our good old time on a tradition of the nonsense asinine hypotheticals. And do you have one for me today? I do, I do. Baldur's Gate 3 has been uh, very over-dramatised for how sexual it is. Because let's be honest, it's very tame at best. Um, oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Minthara. <laughs> however, there's a very limited pool of uh, actual romance options. So, my obvious question is, pick a character who is not romanceable and make them romanceable. Who would you pick and why? Ooh, ooh, hmm, hmm. This is a fun one. He says because, with a, 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 a no trace of emotion to his voice. <laughs> I think. Because I think your answer is going to be Jahira. Mm. Um. Or maybe I knew <laughs> Maybe I knew that was the obvious answer, so I picked someone else. <laughs> Man, oh, hmm. okay. So it's a, it's a weird one, but I kind of feel that there would be a really fucked up romance with Orin the Red. I don't think you can do that. Like, it, it's your answer, <laughs> and if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I think that completely fucks the plot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you still have to kill her in the end anyway. But hmm. um, is there a better woman than Orin? Well, there's there's millions of better ones than Orin. Um, I really like Alfira, but she's got a love interest already. Um, man, fuck it, Volo, because he very definitely does have a lot of paramours, and uh, who's to say you couldn't be the next? Yeah, but I think the game has to remind you that one of his paramours is a bronze dragon, um, so, you know, <laughs> you're probably not going to hold up. <laughs> sure. But yeah, how about you? Who's your, who's going to be your paramour? Like, as much as I would love for Jahira to get a bit more attention in the romance scene, I totally get why she doesn't. Yeah, yeah, um, she was happily married. And, uh, you know, like, I would jump on that immediately because it ticks so many boxes. However, I've, I do think it kind of fucks your hero's character up a little bit. Um, mm. So instead, and while it would fuck up another set of NPCs, I don't care about them as much. I think it would be cool if you could have a quick cheeky fling with both um, Aelin and Isabel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because there's a there's a short amount of time in which uh, neither of them know that the other is alive. So well, it would be uh, No, kind I, of... I don't mean that. I mean, I, that's fucked up. No, I mean a quick little fling with both of them in some weird like we're all horny let's just do this quick and then never talk about it again oh okay so a a nice uh, menage a trois okay yeah I like that (laughs) oh yeah I've got to ask you fuck sorry there was a big old pause of silence there guys so that's why the flow of the podcast (laughs) is weird Rick do you have a question for me You asked me for this in in Act One, uh, but I'm going to ask you specifically from Act Two. Is there an Act Two character that you would say would make a good companion, as uh, in a party member? Right, I was going to say because initially when you ran this by me, you said party member, and I'm like companions completely different. Uh, <laughs> mm, mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit in that there's two. I'd um, I'd go okay. to uh, one of them is, um, and you're going to have to forgive me because I don't remember his name, but I think he'd only work for a. a very specific type of party and that's the weird dude you meet in the woods who wants to punish that girl oh okay yeah yeah I think it was he who was that's the one yeah he's got a weird fucking name and he's got the white raven with him isn't yeah, it called, isn't it called Quoth cool. <laughs> yeah oh no Quoth is your raven oh okay so when you when you summon a raven familiar the raven is called Quoth and it's the only one that's got a name the rest of them are just called like wolf or pig or cat yeah that's because someone at Larian was really pleased with, pleased with that joke yeah Quoth the raven yeah 
Um, but yeah, if you can't have um, have him because again, it's very flimsy, and unless you're unless you're literally playing a lawful evil party, I don't think he'd fit in with anyone else. Yeah, like even Minthara fits in very well with the party because she likes other party members. Yeah, except for a girl for some fucking she fucking hates girl, and I don't know why. I mean, I do oh, know why. She hates but, wizards. I was gonna say I do know why, but it's just like it feels so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah my other answer would be because i'm i'm eliminating zevlor because he's not a party member for plot reasons yeah so by that token i think damon would actually make a pretty good member of the party okay yeah because basically you um you complete Carlac's quest line with him in act two like getting to meet him in act three and like give him a high five is nice and all but like he doesn't need to be there for that so yeah you'd be able to pick him up there no problem okay yeah I like that. But yeah, how about you? I'm going to go with Zarel. Um, she is the second in command at the at Moonrise Towers, but it feels like she could be swayed if she were to be extended the um, the protection of the prism and be shown that no, she's not actually met the absolute. She was on drugs. Yeah, but at the same time, I kind of get what you're saying. However, she is really happy to have the instant kill power. Like I don't. I think again, you'd have to be a very particular party for her to fit in. That being said, when she started flirting with me, I did fucking melt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would also be nice to have a half orc because they've gone to the trouble of like implementing half orcs, dragonborns, and small races only for none of them to be used as party members. Uh, well, yeah, it, it's one of those. Like, there, there's what, like eight, nine, ten races in the game? Yeah, something like that. Like, and like half of them don't get used. Yeah, but by the same token, I also don't like. I don't use half the fucking party members anyway when I'm playing a game because I usually pick a, a team composition and it stays like that apart from when I'm doing someone specific personal quest oh yeah yeah like i only use will when i need to pretty much <laughs> I mean, sorry I st- will <laughs> i mean i started a new playthrough with um uh i can't remember what the fuck oh yeah i started a new playthrough because i wanted to try and recruit minfara the good way and uh, i've made oh, a yeah. conscious effort of putting will on my party specifically making him a pally lot because uh you know i now know i can multi-class yeah <laughs> Cool, cool. Uh, so, I think that's about it for our hypotheticals. We'll move into the the meat of today. So, we're starting with Act 2. You start in one of a couple of areas, and, uh, yeah, you've got to deal with the Shadow Curse yourself somehow. Objectively, right, okay, let's just get this out of the way, shall we? Um, I think we've mentioned it before, but I think it bears mentioning again. It feels like you are heavily dissuaded for multiple reasons not to play an absolutely bullshit evil character because first of all if you're playing an evil character chances are you reach act two in about six hours yeah whereas if you play a good character and want to do everything it takes about 20 yeah (laughs) <laughs> Even an evil character that does everything takes less time because, you know, you, you, you don't have to go through through the goblin camp and uh, murder everything. All you have to do is walk in as a drow and then just murder dudes. Come here. Minthara gives you the liar and goes, oh yeah, go, just go just go through. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very quick. Um, but also, in this, you are objectively given a worse hand by being evil because you don't get the option to free the pixie unless you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can't even do it. Like, I think you can 
tinker with the item, but you have to tinker with it. You you can't even uh, you don't get the the prompt that you normally would. Well, the prompt is normally you completely ambush against Drider Dude, or if you're me, you tell him to kill himself, and <laughs> and uh, then you notice that there's a pixie inside the lantern, and you can let her out or not. And she's the rudest pixie ever, and I love it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you really um, go, she's not rude when she's in the lantern, but she is when she gets out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the the thing is, I forgot my fucking train of thought now, Rick. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> dolly, 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 the pixie. Okay. Yeah, I do remember what I was going to say, but not because of you. Um, the um, when you let the when you pick up the moon lantern, you've got the option of letting the pixie out, and if you, if you do, you just get a buff that means the shadow curse no longer means fuck all. However, if you don't ever get this option, you constantly have to walk around with one of your characters with the moon lantern, and also the AI is not perfect in Baldur's Gate Three. As good as the game is, we know it's good. It got so many fucking awards. The uh, AI scripting is a bit dumb sometimes and sometimes your companions walk slightly too slow and uh, they go ah and you're like well stand in the fucking lantern Astarian you divvy prick yeah and you you know they go ow because they start uh, they put you into time based mode you you just get put into turn based mode because someone's going to get hurt (laughs) a a recent patch or two might have fixed this because I haven't done this since like a month after the game came out yeah Uh, yeah fair enough fair enough as as in using the moon lantern rather than free the pixie. Yeah, I um, I think last time I did it, I didn't get the moon lantern for some reason um, and I had to bullshit my way through because I, I know there's a backup moon lantern in Moonrise, uh, so basically find a way to get through the hardest part of the curse which, for me, it was use wild shape and send an owlbear on their own to pick up the uh, fast travel point and then everyone could just go there. Sure. That's weird. Yeah, because it, like they told me, oh, p- uh, pick it up now that it's been sent to the inn, and I couldn't find it in the inn, so <laughs> I had to just bullshit my way through it. I'm very confused by whatever the... the series of events managed to lead you up to that. I let the Harpers take the lantern back to the ta- back to uh, the inn because they needed it, like someone needed it, That's... and uh, once they got once they got back, then they uh, they just like took it to a room or somewhere, but I just couldn't find where it was. Yeah, but how did you get to that point? So did you, were you walking with the Drider and? And switch sides. Uh, I think I was even. Well, that's the only way I can think of you doing this because if you start the ambush from the good side, you walk with the dudes before you get there, and they just say, "Well, you need the moon lantern to get to moonrise because we want you to infiltrate because you've already done that shit." Yeah, yeah. And then that's when yeah, you. Um, that's usually how you discover that there's a pixie inside the lantern. You can free it, and yeah. Yeah, there are many, many different weird ways to do things, which is just a again, it's a testament to Larian knowing how players think sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, the main places are the Last Light Inn and Moonrise Towers, and then the end game zone of the Gauntlet. Well, you say the uh, end game. Well, I, I get what you mean because at the end of the Gauntlet, you've got the, the the big warning text that says, "When you do this, things will change." <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, well, yeah, there's that, and then there's, like, Beneath Moonrise, which I I kind of count it as Moonrise, but I know it's kind of not. I'd, arg- um, I'd argue it's very then, much not Moonrise. Yeah, fair enough. And then there's the um, the little bit of finale after that that is like a, um, like a... It feels like the last episode of a season before they start the final season, when, yeah, everything's done, and we're just getting you hype for season three. Okay, sure, sure. And that's when, you know, you, uh, you meet the Emperor. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's let's rewind a little bit. So we already touched on it slightly in that um, there are two ways to effectively enter. You can enter from the mountain pass or you can enter from the underdark. And basically, your alignment in general is probably going to affect which way you go. If you're playing a more evil character, such as straight up murdering the tieflings, there's no reason to ever go into the underdark, apart from, you know, funsies. And uh, mm-hmm. you're probably just going to go from the mountain pass because that's what Minfara tells you. Uh, alternatively, if you've got Housen telling you, he's like, you can go via the mountain pass, but the underdark's probably a safer bet. And realistically, yeah. if it, it, it is a good indicator of uh, where, how do you want to play the second chapter because you'll immediately run into the goblins and the drider if you go in through the mountain pass. You'll It's not immediate, it's a little bit afterwards. You'll bump into um, a group of harpers being ambushed by shadows and you can be the big dick, uh, big dick OG hero. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've never just let the Harpers take on the Dryder on their own. I've always just stood up and uh, helped them out. Oh, I... Well, okay, the one time I've done it that route, because I, I've never done it that way since, and I'm probably never going to, is uh, I was playing a proper evil character, because um, I, I wanted to recruit... Min- I wanted that Min Fursi. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, by the way, people who are new to the show, I fucking hate that. I use it ironically, because I know it makes people laugh, but... Uh, <laughs> Min, yeah. Min Fursi's Drussi. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, um, like it's basically like this. Hey, do you want to fuck Minfara? I hope you like genocide. Uh, or yeah, at least that's what yeah, it was yeah. before. Apparently, apparently, it's still a bit convoluted to get Minfara on a good run, but it is possible now without hacks. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I got there, I uh, I kept on the drier side because I'm like, fuck that, I'm evil, and then I felt real bad. Every time I make an evil decision in this game, the game makes me feel bad, and that's because I'm a bit of a I, I'm a bit of a soppy bollocks. I'm, I'm I don't like doing evil things anyway but I don't know how much of it is is me being like that and how much of it is Larry and actually just being really good at making you feel bad <laughs> yeah yeah because I feel like in certain games it's just it feels comically funny to be evil because um like even your most um sympathetic of target is just comically um comically pathetic and it just makes it more funny than um than a gut punch to do the evil stuff um i'm thinking of things like in in the fable games but uh but like in this yeah you you really do kind of feel oh man this was a person yeah yeah um I honestly think, um, and this is going to be a bit of a tangent, I do apologise in advance, I think the game that they did being an evil character the best, because it was a pragmatic evil character, rather than a silly, over-the-top, ha-ha, I'm evil, was uh, Dragon Age Origins, where every evil action was pretty much like, I should get paid for this, or, oh, I'm not getting anything out of this, so why the fuck should I help you? And it's always like, well, why are you not helping the Darkspawn? And it's like, because the Darkspawn want to kill me too, motherfucker! Yeah, yeah. Man, the other one is, um, like, the one that I'll always think of with that is like the um the if you recruit the werewolves by killing all the elves. Like yeah. it's very obviously an evil option. Um but the the end game result is oh man well now I've got werewolves for this final conflict. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a pragmatic choice. Uh that being said, yeah. you, you have to be a bit of a dick to get to that choice because even the the queen of the I forgot her fucking name, the the spirit of the forest. Um Yeah, the yeah, the spirit of the forest is good enough, yeah. The yeah, dry, she, the dryad lady. Yeah, but they can't say dried because it's legally distinct. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, even she is like when you meet her she's like I want to treat with the elves and bring peace because this is bollocks and you you have to succeed on a pers- not a persuasion it's co- it's just a charisma check in that isn't it yeah I think so yeah yeah of just saying I've got a better idea why not just slaughter the elves and you've got that one werewolf who's like yeah 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, you, another one actually. Gone, sorry. On, on, on a similar token, like I think um, Renegade Shepherd is a pretty good um, example of an evil run. Yeah, you can do some things that's just be an asshole for the purpose of being an asshole, but in general, it's a generally um, maybe lawful evil at worst kind of guy. In Mass in Effect One and Mass Effect Two, I agree with you. In Mass Effect Three, it crossed the line into stupid. Yes, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I get, I generally get what you're saying. Like, it's almost as if Bioware used to be a good company before all their dudes fucked off to Obsidian. Yeah, almost as if Bioware wrote Baldur's Gate one and two. <laughs> oh, low blow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, I uh, I tried to play Baldur's Gate one not too long ago, and it's a uh, it's a rough time, mostly because the tutorials are not good. No, no, no. Uh, uh, I played a different D and D second ed game, and it was so very different to what came after it that I was I struggled I struggled with just the um, the D&D mechanics you know what I'm slightly lucky in my timing of playing Baldur's Gate 1 because I don't know how far you are in Baldur's Gate 3 but uh, let's just say someone shows up within like the first five minutes of Baldur's Gate 1 so when certain someone also showed up in Baldur's Gate 3 I went I know you you shouldn't be here <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough yeah, I don't, yeah I, I've, I've, I've done everything apart from what I believe to be the final boss run uh, so you, have you beaten Orin yes Okay, cool. So yeah, you know Saravox in the fucking game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I encountered him, I was like, you, didn't you kill my mentor like five minutes ago? Because that's about how long ago I played BG1. And it's like, oh, that's weird. I could have sworn you died at the end of that game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, th- I think he's also recruitable in the Baldur's Gate 2 DLC. Okay, like, here's the you, thing. You... I know that for a fact because, and this is the weirdest, I used to listen to the Super Best Friend cast, and on that, yeah. um, uh, Pat was playing Baldur's Gate 1 back when the remaster first came out, or the, the enhanced edition, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And uh, yeah, yeah. he was like, he wanted, and he said, this is a, a problem you can only encounter from playing games that are 20 years old. I typed into Google, how do you something Saravok, as in, how do I beat Saravok, what's the best combination? And the autocomplete was, how do I change Saravok's class? To which point he went, ah, oh, shit, that means he's recruitable at some point <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah <laughs> yeah so apparently um bg3 just rides roughshod over his entire alignment and uh yeah yeah he's uh he he was he did have a character arc if you have him as a recruitable but no we don't anymore <laughs> um but yeah we were talking about act two uh oh yeah sorry about that guys that's that's on me <laughs> It's normally me that does this. Yeah, so um the Oh, sorry. Big fucking retroactive spoiler for Act 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the last light in is where most of your good aligned characters live. Um, you get interrogated by Jahira when you first get there. Okay, Rick, um, I have it- to ask you. Did I fucking loved it because I, I decided... I, I don't usually have snarky responses, especially when I'm playing a good character, uh, unless they seem funny. And one of the options when speaking to Jahira is just, doesn't anyone say hello anymore? And she just gets the biggest shit-eating grin on her face while staring you down and just goes, Hello! <laughs> 
<laughs> it's great, isn't it? Oh, like Jahira won me over in that moment, like immediately. I was yeah. like, oh, you're awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've actually done um, this in in both um, both evil and good. In that, like, entered the camp. So I know um, I know what's happening uh, in both cases. So I assume you do as well. I've not done it without saving the Harpers. Uh, okay, uh, yeah. No, uh, well, I've done it once without saving the Harpers. In that, uh, you turn up and same thing happens, but uh, obviously Dickbag McGee saves you. Okay. Uh, the guy who turns up later to uh, attack Isabel. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because he recognises you as a true soul, so he talks to you telepathically going, oh, you were, that was bold coming here and doing this. Let's work together. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and yeah, you can use that to immediately out him. Uh, you can. You, you, uh, however, I didn't. I went up. Uh, here's the thing. I was like, I'm going to do Evil Run up until Act 2 because I just wanted to get the Minfara recruitment to see what Minfara's deal was. I then recruited Minfara and then I stopped with that playthrough because I was very depressed with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she gets a couple of fun things in Act 3, but like basically her um, her quest line is basically done at that point. Hey, uh, similar to Halsin. Like I, his, I his quest say. line is done. Yeah. As soon as you recruit Halsin, his quest line's done. Like you can romance him, but that's about it. I have seen some. Um, very funny um, uh, dialogue options with him in uh, Act 3 because he is uh, polyamorous as fuck. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, if you are playing Dark Urge, your quest in Act 2 is uh, kill Isabel. However, you can refuse this in which case they're like, that's okay, your new quest is to <laughs> is to murder whoever you're banging. Yeah, and um, apparently in one of the recent patches you can say, oh man, I don't want to do that, can I, can I kill like Lizelle or Karlak instead if if your uh, if your approval with either of them is low enough. <laughs> wow. I mean, I totally get it, but wow. I know, right? <laughs> But I could see... Th- you know what? That's a good addition, because I could see a Dark Urge character being like, I kind of like them, though. Can I just kill this person who I don't really give a fuck about? Yeah, yeah. Although a Dark Urge probably isn't bringing Karlak along. <laughs> I would be unless very surprised doing, like, if a Dark Urge had yeah. Karlak, unless, again, as you were probably about to say, you were doing a Redemption Dark Urge. But it feels really... If I was going to do a Dark Urge one, I would just go balls to the walls. No, fuck it, I'm an evil piece of shit, because I don't see the point in a Redemption run. Because I'd argue, even though he had his, the character had his memories wiped I don't think there's any undoing that oh no there's not um except when you complete the redemption uh it's actually rather fulfilling okay sure uh, but until then, yeah, you're uh, you're an asshole. Like you're you're required to be an asshole. Like you can't get through the game without doing at least a murder. Well, yeah, because you'll murder. Oh, cool. They added something in the patch, by the way. The big patch that gave you the end game party. Um, if you did the bullshit, um, the bullshit thing, so you don't murder Alfira, you murdered the Dragonborn Bard. Uh, mm. at, at the party at the end of the game, you get sent a bunch of letters by a bunch of characters where it wouldn't make sense for them to turn up and or uh, people they didn't want to pay for extra recording time. Um, yeah. Well, it's true, like, I'm making a joke about it, but you can't really blame them. Who the fuck wants to... Who wants to be brought into a studio to record two lines of dialogue? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen... I've read about this, yeah. So Alfira sends you a letter going, I uh, I heard about what you did for me, and um, I have to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, and you'll never see me again. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's nice that it acknowledges it, because um, yeah. obviously there's no way of Alfira actually knowing that that's why you're di- you were a dick but you know because if i remember rightly the actual thing you gotta do is you gotta knock her out haven't you yeah you you're non-lethal her on the night or on the day of the night where you're um destined to kill her yeah uh, which for most people means safe's coming well yeah because oh there's just 
Act one is the most egregious for it in that it lo- it has to line up so many fucking events that there's no real unless you know off by heart the order the game prioritizes the events you're probably gonna fuck it up once or twice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like a lot of them are just oh, just do a bunch of long rests because you just need to get through a bunch of these uh, scenes. <laughs> like two of them are just fucking Astarian being cute. Yeah, yeah. Like one of them is just you see him st- stride off into the into the night, but yeah. only the camera sees it because your character is asleep. Yeah, and then you get the fucking scene the next day with the emaciated boar. Yeah, <laughs> and he's and he's just like, oh, can we not look at this boar? It's it, it it's clearly dead. Just let's move on. <laughs> I think it's one of the few times you actually get to use the medicine skill as well. Yeah, um, yeah it's not a very useful skill. <laughs> no, in, uh, no, it's in crap. <laughs> Man, it's, it's even not that not very good in the regular game. Like it is fantastic in uh, in Pathfinder, but in in regular D and D, it's not great. You have to use a lot of DM fiat for. Oh, can I do investigation, but with medicine to see like forensically this or that? It, it's one of those but, where, yeah. if, like, you're a DM, Rick. If I was DMing a game and someone invested heavily in medicine, I would probably make some checks, medicine, medicinal checks, just just so they didn't waste their points. Yeah, uh, like I think um, I think Kellen had medicine just for that, and also for you know being a cleric it makes sense I was gonna say like I I didn't do it for Kellen because you know Kellen was fucking shit up in combat so she can fuck off (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was winning (laughs) yeah like her dump stat was a 14 in dex like it was dumb (laughs) and this is why I don't like rolling for stats yeah this is uh, this is a good reason why not to roll for stats like because yeah it's not as bad as 3.5 where you can just choose to be arbitrarily arbitrarily strong but uh, but yeah yeah Um, things other things to do at last light um when you get there i got rescued by mole the first time same and the, the second time was just by harpers vouching for me and like you say you've got the um you've got the infiltrator guy vouching for you if you're if you're an evil guy um you have art kulag who is a guy who's asleep i like his quest a lot yeah it's basically the um the recruitment quest for halson yeah but you don't know that when you first see him yeah <laughs> Um, and yeah, you you have to find the person who has his loot, uh, get his loot, bring it back, and wake him up with it. This um, and this quest marker inadvertently put me in a really annoying fucking place for a fight because I went in the wrong it. direction, which means I didn't have a lot of mobility, and that fucker casts arms of Hadar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> man, arms of Hadar and hunger of Hadar are actually pretty fun spells. Hunger of oh, Hadar is um, sorry, it's I believe it's hunger. It's the AOE spell, is what I meant. Yeah, hunger of Hadar the AOE one that does cold damage and uh, makes difficult terrain. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yep. it's great. I don't know about you, Rick, but I get very limited use out of AO area of denial spells in this game. But for some reason, it bothers me a lot. Bothers me a lot because the M- the computer just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, the computer just lays it down because. It's, it's always a criticism I've had of these games where uh, enemies don't need to survive, but you do. Yeah. So enemies will just friendly fire till the end of time because it doesn't matter uh, because they don't need to live past that encounter. Oh, um, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah, you, you've got one character usually. In, in this, you've got, like, four. But, yeah. Uh, actually, if you're doing the assault on Moonrise at the end, you've got to keep Jahira alive because she loves running into 
danger and she you can't you can't get her up from down because she just dies fortunately every time I've run that encounter uh, if she's not, if I haven't gotten the thing where she's like treated like a minion which is weird but whatever um, she t- she tends to prioritize wild shape so that gives her a bit more durability yeah a little bit <laughs> it gives her another little uh, bubble of health because other than that she's basically just got wild shape and uh, like that one level four ice thing spell yeah which is really good if you build around it but otherwise it's kind of shit but um, <laughs> I'd rather cast a level four fireball that's all I'm saying yeah 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 or uh, um, a summon spell because she's got a couple of those as well and those are pretty fun yeah one of my favorite uh, I had house in my party during the end game because turns out I actually really like fucking Moondroid who figures uh, one of my favorite things was to summon major elemental and then wild shape into an owlbear and then it's just like housing's on autopilot he's fucking shit up yeah <laughs> like even the even the uh, little dryad that you can make like she's pretty good against um what's his face Casador because his strength save is really low so you just have the dryad use the spike growth and uh restrain and he just stays there <laughs> it's great <laughs> that, uh, yeah. she's also weird because she gets a secondary summon which I thought was bizarre yeah yeah so um he gets she gets like a CR4 creature which is not massively amazing but he's still a creature so like he can just be places and uh use uh, like like threaten things for the purposes of rogues and whatever well it's very much the case of um uh fuck whenever it comes to a summon i always do this thing where first three turns i want them to do damage and after the third turn if they're still alive i'm like anything else this person does is a bonus i'm putting them in the middle of this group of enemies and hopefully they will on him instead of me yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> even the first turn is still a pretty good way of doing that because you know you, you the health that the summons have is more than the health that you'd restore with a spell. Yeah, healing feels very weak in this game. It's, it's weak in fifth ed. Like it's it's by design, healing is weak. Um, so essentially, combats are on a timer, and then you have to rely on out of combat healing after the uh, after the combat, which is which by design usually takes longer. In BG three, they cut down things that take longer, like uh, you know short resting and uh, the prayer of healing that Shadowheart gets. Um, these are more these are meant to be like 10 minutes for prayer of healing and an hour for a short rest but I think they did the right thing by making them instant just making an out of combat thing well could you imagine like having to fucking have a cutscene every time you short rested uh, well but, it'd just be the long rest cutscene but like you do it out in the out in the wild yeah but could you imagine like how many how often do you short rest Rick fucking often I imagine it would yeah, get annoying yeah. very fast you, people would yeah. break their X buttons trying to skip it <laughs> yes they would or now A buttons seeing it's now on uh, on the Xbox as well. I'm not fucking pandering to them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you got Art Kulag is the big one. Um, Roland is in the last light if you uh, if you rescued the tieflings and led them here. Okay, do you uh, want to He's t- drowning his sorrows because we... half the tieflings got captured. Yeah, including his brother and sister, which leads me to a funny story a friend told us because I rolled my eyes uh, because he, he was doing a co-op run and they fucked up the Roland side quest and I don't blame them. It's very easy to fuck up because, you know, if you don't happen to break off when you get to that point and explore a little, you will miss it and he will die. But um, yeah, that happened and they found out it happened and they were like, oh, that we want to no we want to do we want to save that so they reverted to a five hour old save yep <laughs> I if, if it I'm just saying they can do what they want it's their life it's their game they can waste as much time as they like I would have just been like well I guess in this run Roland's fucking dead whatever let's move on yep <laughs> he does have a pretty good um, end game in act three if you do manage to rescue him there though uh, yes I'm aware I managed it in my one and only completion <laughs> uh, yeah on my on my dark oil she didn't make it that far. 
<laughs> Shock horror. I think it's impossible to get him to survive in a dark... Well, not impossible, but... Um, because if he stays with the tieflings in the grove, he's going to get killed during the goblin attack. If he doesn't, he automatically dies on the road. Yeah, and um, if for some reason you're dark urging and not... Um killing the killing the tieflings and send them to um to moonrise well when you try to kill everyone in moonrise uh he's one of the casualties as well yes but you don't actually have to kill everyone in moonrise do you because that just happens automatically if you kill isabel oh yeah it happens automatically like here's the here's the thing i wasn't intending to kill isabel but then she just died to normal attacks i'm like oh okay i guess this is how it goes this way okay this is very interesting rick because I've also heard so many people complain about this on the subreddits where um, during the fight she gets surrounded very easily and I guess I just got lucky every time I did this because she she never got surrounded however I also attribute this to always having Gale and Fireball yeah 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 Um, I typically don't have a lot of AoE in Baldur's Gate 3 because it tends to be um, apart from in Halsin's recruitment quest AoE isn't as good as it is in, in a regular game because things tend to space out pretty well yeah uh, whereas in Halston's recruitment quest, I did not know how much I was missing AOE because it was incredibly hard for a single par- single target party. Yeah, I had to re I had to retry that mission twice because the first time I reloaded and I was right outside the fucking portal because it was my quick save and I was like ah fuck. Uh, so I had to reload a save that was like twenty minutes earlier and go right cool Shadow Heart. Yep, you've got your Spirit Guardians, Gale Fireball, awesome. Uh, fuck it, Will. You've also got Fireball, but only twice. So screw it. Better than nothing. Yep. And even without, he's got. For- Freaking 2B Meldritch Blast. True, true, but it... Okay, as good as Eldritch Blast is, especially when you get two of them, it just doesn't feel as impactful as a fireball. And yes, I know I sound like a fucking wizard player. Fucking fight me. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Like, 2D10 is less than, like, 8D6. (laughs) But also that 8D6 is... uh, 8D6? 8D6 is to, like, 10 people. Oh, yes, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been mostly using Lightning Lol Cannon when I do my AoEs, uh, because it's very easy to line it up, and... uh, Normally, it's with the it's with Gale being a um, evocation wizard and Tempest cleric. And okay, you can just go. You can yeah, click yeah. the Tempest button of oh yeah. Instead of uh, instead of four d twelve, it just does forty eight. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. I could see that being broken. Um, yeah, Ooh. yeah. It's 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 very fun. It's like everything in that direction is dead. Um, I have accidentally killed a couple of um, just roaming random non-combatants in Act 3 with that, but oh well. <laughs> Does the evocation uh, master not affect NPCs then? It only affects party members. Uh, yeah, apparently it only affects uh, blues and greens. It doesn't affect yellows. Huh, fair enough. I mean, that kind of makes sense, but it also feels like a bit of an oversight. But then again, it is a bit ha- of an oversight. But then again, like it, yeah. the way the, the description and the flavour of it is he purposefully decides not to do that to uh, the people he chooses not to do it to, which means if he didn't even know there was some fucker walking two blocks away, that fucker's gone. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly where it was. You know where you uh, rescue Volo. Yes. Down by the docks. Yeah, I, I shot a lightning bolt and I didn't even know the lightning bolt went o- like over the water and onto the next pier. And I just killed one of the freaking fishermen on the next pier. I mean, I'm not an expert, but isn't that spell 120 feet? Yeah, I think so. But like, I, I thought it ended at the pier and I didn't know it went over the water. Like, I didn't I didn't even think to look <laughs> on land that existed beyond the abyss. <laughs> yeah, there's an encounter where you can't use fire. Well, you can use fireball, but it'd be a mistake. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Um, after the first time, I uh, I did the thing of have one pa- party member initiate the conversation, have another one just sneak by and steal all the barrels. 
<laughs> because yeah, uh, Volo is very easy to kill in that encounter. Yeah, um, I find I don't it think weird. Volo shows up in Act Two, does he? Uh, no, because he fucks off to Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah. He's one like of a, the few like people. Person. He's one of the few people who says, "I'll meet you at Baldur's Gate," and actually fucks off straight there. Yeah. <laughs> My theory is that he probably bumped into Elminster before you did, and got Elminster to do him a solid. Or he just chugged a million invisibility potions and just uh, sneaks on by through the um, through the absolute camp that we're told you can't get through there because there's a bunch of absolutists in an army. That's, I don't know. Oh, that's their way of saying yeah. Don't go. Don't go to Act Three right now. You got to do Act Two now. Oh, I never actually tried doing that because I was like, I didn't want to accidentally fucking skip Act Two. So I, I was just like, oh, that's Baldur's Gate. I probably shouldn't go there. So I. T- Turned around. Yeah, if you if you try and go there, they, they, you get told, "Oh, there's a million fucking cultists there." Like, let's not. <laughs> I'm just reminded of the of the dialogue of uh, Astarion in Act One, where it's like, "There's there's hundreds of goblins," and Astarion just goes, "Oh, she's right. Killing them's going to take for hours. We should just leave." <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm not Neil yeah. Newborn. I can't do the line justice, but, you know. Yeah, neither can I. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, apparently no one else can because he got his, uh, he's got his uh, performance of the year for it. So, and very well deserved. Uh, yeah, we got... And then Moonrise Towers is the other, like, main hub. The You've got a bunch of baddies there. Zarel is in charge of the rank and file, but everyone defers to the Ketherick Thorm. Yeah, is Ketherick Thorm a callback to another Baldur's Gate game, or is it something that happened between games? I think it's between games, but I could be wrong. Like, Jahira says that she's one of the ones that killed him yeah, the which, first time around. Because I, I knew Seravok was the main villain of Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 1, and I was like, is Ketherick a big deal in 2? Because I've not touched 2, and I've not looked it up because I want to try to at some point. <laughs> it sounds like the kind of person that would because like him having an arc of being a Salunite that becomes a Sharon and then swerving into Merkel sounds like the kind of thing that a villain that's not just for this game would have done because otherwise why wouldn't you just have him as like why have Shah well obviously for the gauntlet of Shah um, but like it feels like switching gods twice who would what kind of god would be the one that would trust a guy who switched gods twice I mean, have you seen who Merkel hangs out with? Oh yeah, the dead fucking three. <laughs> like he's uh, wor- he's yeah. working with the other two, despite knowing that the other two are planning to betray him and planning to betray the other two himself. They all know what's up. They just don't give a fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, Kefrik says it best. Like Kefrik is the only reason Kefrik turned his back on both gods, and this is how I read into it, uh, as well as it being explicitly stated for Merkel, is that. God gave him something that he can't possibly have obtained otherwise. I don't know what, how, why he turned his back on Salune to go to Shah, but that's just that just t- tends to be what happens by the looks of things in the story. It happens both ways. In fact, depending on how you play Shadowheart's story, it can happen here. Um, yes, I think they constantly make mention how it's two sides of the same coin. Um, yeah, yeah. I think with for, for going to Shah, it's because he was a Salunite, and uh, when both his wife and daughter died, he became so emo that he just ended up having to turn to Shah because that was. That's what Selunites do when they turn emo. I, I 
I guess. Uh, with Merkel, he says it just before you fight him. He says, Merkel has bought my undying loyalty by giving me the one thing I want, and that is my daughter back to life. Even though Isabel fucking mm-hmm. hates him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, unless you send her to him, in which case she gets super brainwashed. <laughs> oh boy, that's depressing. I didn't know that was a thing, because obviously I didn't yeah, do it. You can tell she's super brainwashed because her eyes are um, like on green fire when she's all like a doting daughter. I'm hella curious. Like, I'm going to have to do, do a fucking a stupid evil run at some point because because no matter how evil you are the plot demands that you kill the three because otherwise the plot won't yes. end um the exception is gortash you don't kill gortash if you ally with him but someone else does good to know yeah he just kind of dies in the uh the approach to the finale he just get he just gets offed because he needs to be dead and the uh, the nether stone needs to be yours fair enough then um yeah um if i'm gonna have to put a kill... fucking spoiler alert in the description because that's twice now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can um you can kill Daemalin. You probably shouldn't. I again this isn't uh, something I've ever done. Um I thought Shadowheart was gonna fucking do it my first time, so I did the percep- the persuasion check. I went twenty five! That's high Yeah, so um if you try to persuade her not to do it and fail, then she does it. But if you say nothing, then she doesn't do it. Man, that's interesting. Could you imagine being a, a Dark Urge during that, not saying anything? That, so she, she swerves out of it and she doesn't kill Dame Aelin. Could you imagine just get... I can imagine the, just, the conversation just going, hey, you're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Minthara pretty much sums it up like that as well. It's like, it would have been better for us if she'd have claimed her birthright, but it's better for her that she didn't. Minthara's in this like, weird place where she... Oh, her worldviews are fucked, but she's still adorable and kind in the weirdest way yeah it's, it's so weird that she's like she's so kind for a menzo baranzan dwarf not dwarf drow <laughs> Except for Tegel, as we've established. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everybody um, else is like, oh, darling, oh, precious, cuts Tegel, you fucking donkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was watching some Gordon Ramsay last night as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know and, and if it's... Yeah, Go on, sorry. It's, it's the, I think the only thing with Gale is just because he's a wizard and she just doesn't like wizards and he, she just tars him with the same brush. I mean, but the, the annoying thing is, she's right because the thing she says is wizards they usually don't live long and if they do they're determined to blow themselves up and then five minutes later Gail's like I got this bomb in my chest and Mistra wants me to blow myself up and I think I'm gonna do it yep <laughs> and it's just and like, like the easiest way to get him not to do it is not to bring him to that fight <laughs> well even so like I brought him because of course I did um I brought him the second time the first time I had Will because I thought um Duke Ravenguard was gonna be there and he was so I, it was kind of it got me some good dialogue that uh, the second time I brought Gail and Gail's like well this is it then I guess I should blow myself up and you don't even need to do a persuasion check you can just say I don't think you should blow yourself up right now Gail mostly because there's no way for me and the other two to escape and we don't want to die and you don't even have to convince Gail Gail's just like that's a good point and I like you guys yeah yeah fair enough fair enough like he still uh, wants to blow himself yeah. up just not then uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh, other things at Moonrise uh, Araj or Dobla She's is that the blood creepy merchant. Drown? Yeah. I missed this yeah, in my first playthrough. Yeah, if you have Gale in your party, um, he can just point out that she's a uh, a blood merchant from a uh, a house of drow that have, like, should be extinct. Oh. And she goes, oh, yes, uh, very astute of you. And every other potion that you make from uh, a party member's blood after that gets you a little gold bonus. A little what bonus? Gold bonus. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you are wanting those potions, uh, <laughs> go with Gale first. 
And yeah. Uh, and yeah, but um, Astarian's potion is the best one because it gives you plus two strength permanently. That is good. However, I don't want any. Uh, it doesn't feel right to have your blood taken by this woman. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and also, I I did it, and then later on in Act Three, when I had a glitch fight, all my ca- all my um, camp characters just drank those potions and just like used all my fucking consumables. <laughs> It yeah, was a pain in the ass. So in uh, in Act Two as well, if you're doing the Lazel romance, uh, you might access this slightly earlier, but it happened in Act Two for me, where um, it's like we've got to fight each other now because that's how Gift be. Uh, I got my ass beat because I happen to be a sorcerer. So yeah, but mm. the thing that fucked me off is she used her potion of her- heroic speed or whatever, the-, the-, the one that gives you haste for three turns. Yeah, yeah. So I got really and fucking like... annoyed because that that potion is I'm saving that for boss fights, you bitch. Um, yeah, those are limited. <laughs> resource you <laughs> asshole <laughs> and um so i thought well fuck it i'm gonna chug a health potion because i was a bit low on health and then lazel said huh uh, well she didn't go she did that fucking weird noise she does that chick um chick. Yeah. <laughs> um and called me a cheater for using potions and i'm like bitch you just did it <laughs> oh man. it really annoyed me and i know it shouldn't but it did yup yup man i um I, I glitched out that fight. She just walked back to her bedroll with a tail between her legs because I crit smited her. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, if you lose to her, it's really adorable because she's like, I should just end this now, but I don't want to. I don't want to hurt you anymore. And it's just like, Aww. oh, my days. I Oh, Lazel, you're adorable. Lazel yeah, is, is yeah, a great character. Like, I know people shit on Lazel because she's quote-unquote rude to you, but it's like, fuck me, man. There's a thing called character growth, and if you don't have the character with you, they're not going to grow and you're not going to see what they turn into everyone is better than when they started by the time you get to act two yeah yeah absolutely uh, like i think someone pointed out with lazelle you, you meet her as a scared girl not long out of uh, training on the worst day of her life and she still tries to save you yeah the like, way that she knows best like when you first meet her she ambushes you and she's like i'm going to kill you for all two seconds later she realizes you're not a fraud and she goes I, I, she's got she's a warrior she knows how to hide how she's feeling that's basically the brunt brunt of it because she doesn't act all scared and all friendly and i think because a lot of people like shadow heart and her reaction to shadow heart is we should just leave her she's not doing that because she hates shadow heart at that point don't get that's a whole different discussion is their fucking relationship but um mm. at the beginning it is it, she doesn't have any hatred towards shadow heart it's just pragmatism yeah yeah i'm absolutely uh, i just know you're on video game time exactly man if i am convinced that if you could open the machine with a single single press of a button, Lazel would have just been like, "Cool, that do that and let's move." But if, unless you're a wizard or not necessarily a, a spellcaster, you're very unlikely to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, ran over. It's just I feel like Lazel. The, the amount of people who say with glee, "Oh, I just killed Lazel," and it's like you're allowed to do that. It's your game. Uh, it doesn't affect me. But you're missing out on such a good character story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I heard someone say that they missed half the characters because, oh yeah. Lazel was rude, so I killed her, and then um, I had Karlak, but uh, she left me when I uh, did the goblin quest to kill all the tieflings, and then... I saw uh, this! I saw this video yesterday, because someone said, what about Will? Did you meet Will? And and the guy just blanked for like five seconds, like, I don't think I met Will. (laughs) Yeah, I think I killed him in the village, yeah. (laughs) Although it means they probably weren't playing Dark Urge, so they didn't take Gale's hand. I um I, I I like Gale too much to do that. However, every time because it's so funny, every time I I, I get to that rock, I slap his hand. <laughs> 
yeah, if you take his hand when you're when you've got different people, like I think um, Astarian's like, oh man, are we doing murders? Okay, cool. Um, uh, Shadowheart's like, you were meant to take get take a hand, not what? Well, well, you were meant to lend a hand, not take one. And Will's like, oh, that poor man. <laughs> I've not done it with Karlak yet because you'd have to avoid it and then come back to do it with Karlak. Well, you did the same thing for Will. Well, yeah, with Will as well. Um, but yeah, uh, the Zarel is, uh, as we say, the um, like the big boss, not quite general. Um, she can flirt with you. Uh, she can tell she can show you like a little uh, idea of how much she um, enjoys the bliss of the absolute uh, and yeah the instant kill powers like she sends you to go get Balthazar who is currently in the Gauntlet of Shah. Uh very quick I've um, the, the game gives you the easiest choice ever I've only ever spared the goblins once and that was to get the achievement for letting Zaza survive all the way past act 2 and then I instantly reloaded because fuck if I'm explaining why I let the goblins go um, but I really really do love being given the different execution choices for the goblins because you've got the overly harsh one of you all have to stab yourselves you've got the stop breathing which harsh but quick um mm -hmm. every single time i've done this i've always picked i will fight you and the goblins go oh well, that's not fair and like there's no follow-up dialogue option choice but i just want i want so desperately to be able to say this is the fairest chance you're gonna get yeah yeah, absolutely. If you beat um, me, you go. You're not going to beat me, but there's a chance. Karlak approves of both I'll fight you and letting them go. Sure. I it's I see no reason to ever let them go here because you're trying to infiltrate, so therefore you get a free pass for being a dick in this scene. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you're expected to. Like, it actually harms your reputation if you let them go. They're also... Uh, I think the way that you can uh, play it off is like, oh yeah, uh, well, we didn't send them with a lantern, did, did we? They'll, the, the curse will take care of them no point in like having to clean a blade after that uh, yeah I, again i've never let them go so i didn't know it was an option but that's a great fucking bullshit excuse isn't it yeah <laughs> the curse will get them it's fine <laughs> but yeah i um i, I see no like okay you, you don't want to paint every single race with a certain generic alignment because that's dangerous territory however these are goblins you know and were super up for murdering children about five minutes ago oh yeah yeah they're they're, they're up for murdering children at all points like in this the goblins are always chaotic evil like the closest thing to good goblins you have are um the uh, the the one that's in the um society of brilliance the hobgoblin guy yeah okay here's the thing rick Blurred. i make a i make a distinction between hobgoblin and goblin oh yeah they're just goblinoids uh, i think bugbears are technically goblinoids as well so the the bugbear guard in the um in the circus is a good guy as well yeah okay, i can't wait to talk about the circus but we have to so let's move back to moonrise yeah. <laughs> um I, i'll just say it right now if there was an option to legitimately do something with Zarel, I would. As in, you know, how do I prove my sure. loyalty? I guess I'm getting tied to a bed. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, no, stop, watches. don't. Like, as long as it was just watching, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd, it'd be a bit weird, but whatever. <laughs> Considering you pretty much did the same thing in Act 1, potentially, with the I, ogre and the bugbear. The only time I do the only time I do that is I, if I happen to have a star in, in my party when I do it, because when you open the door, he just goes, that sounds disgusting. Can I open it? <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone else just says there's clearly something going on behind there that we do not want to see or interrupt. Yep. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Kethrick Thorne's opening scene is an absolute mic drop, really, isn't it? It fuck. Okay, I I probably use this more often than I should. However, two words spring to to mind: character established. Yes, absolutely. I I think he's got the um the number one intro of any villain in all of 
Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, let me think for a second. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the other ones you get, you get Orin and you get Gortash, and they're just kind of, they're just kind of there in the, like, preamble to the Ketherick boss fight. I mean, e- even uh, a step they, further, the Elder Brain's in that scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The Elder That's... Brain's in that scene, and it just kind of fucks off and just floats away. <laughs> I have to go now. My people need me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's it's just a masterclass in show the, don't tell. Like, yeah, absolutely. Because this these goblins, like, they did their absolute damnedest to put him down. And like I think you said before, it feels like something that rolled two nat twenties and still needed to be bullshit through. I mean, I've seen Kefric forms AC. Yeah, yeah. Right. You can get. I've you can got Kefric forms AC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like his armor is one of the ones that's useful to all the way through to end game. Yeah, and, I had uh, it on yeah, my yeah. um on my paladin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the only thing that's different is you don't have the jewel on the chest, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that that's a shame. I, I understand why, but it it does make the armor look ten times cooler. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, and I'd say that uh, J.K. Simmons really knocked it out of the park with his voicing of. Catherick as well. It's fantastic. Here's the thing is, I know J.K. Simmons is a talented actor and a talented voice actor. I didn't know he could do this. <laughs> yeah. Be uh, like this chilling voicing that's not just like bombastic shouting. Yeah, because I'm used to hearing him as either A. Cave Johnson, B. fucking J. Jonah Jameson, or C. Omni-Man. Yeah, I mean, I think you can, you can he kind of gets there with Omni-Man sometimes, but like, normally he's... He's um, shouting at people, I'm gonna kill you, bitch! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Omni-Man is not a subtle character. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I've seen some of the Mortal Kombat um, opening lines from Omni-Man, oh, and I can very definitely hear some Ketherick in there. Like, yeah. you know when he's doing his um, his badass boast threats of, I will kill you, and then I will laugh kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the kind of thing that they've got. They've kind of got in common. Well, weirdly, you can also kind of hear Ketherick a bit when he's joking, because um, th- there's one with Rain, where Rain is like, like, um, I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to destroy you and uh, Omni-Man just laughs and goes what are you going to rain on me <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's one as well where um, uh, it was rain again he's just like I'm going to fill your lungs with water what are you going to do then and Omni-Man just goes I can hold my breath for like 24 hours <laughs> I... yeah that's a long time for me to kill you and then just <laughs> breathe out <laughs> Like you know the you know the meme of that's the neat part you don't yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's from him, yeah. yeah that's from um uh his kid going um so how do you breathe in space and it's like that's the neat part you don't you just hold your breath for a long fucking time yeah yeah, yeah oh, uh, Omni Man's dumb I'm sorry it, it's not dumb it's great but it's I need to watch that show. <laughs> Yeah, ditto, ditto. Uh, we're going to be doing we're, we're going to be doing a month where we have think access to um, to uh, prime stuff in future, but just not yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, the Gauntlet of Shah. Uh, you have ba- Balthazar there. Uh, uh, could we I rewind? have never not killed. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, before we, I think we should leave Gauntlet of Shah because once Gauntlet of Shah d- is done, we're in the end game of chapter two, so it just makes a bit more sense. Um, we've got a few more things to talk about with Moonrise. Um, you kind of brought up Balthazar, so let's touch on him. First. 
first. You can go to his room to get a moon lantern if you don't. Well, if you come via the Dryder, you have to get this moon lantern, otherwise you don't have one. Yes. Uh, there is also a uh, a hidden table where you can unlock his little um, sub lab within his office. I've never done this, so it's the only part of Act 2 that I've never been able to explore on the map. I but also apparently haven't. You can, apparently, if you are using Gale, uh, you can make an anti-moon lantern and what be able to mean? weaponize the curse. So yeah, you, you use a dead pixie and you infuse it with the shadow curse and then you can just weaponize the shadow curse from act well, from end of act two onwards. That's fucking evil. Yeah, uh, it even says so. Um, like he gets a curse from Mistra for doing so. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, or you can purify it, in which case you get a Mistra's blessing. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, the reason why I haven't explored Belfazar's room is the first time I went in here on my good playthrough, I instantly triggered a trap and oh, I yes. just so I just went, oh fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, if you read his um, journals, it's like, don't fucking touch anything. And then you touch one thing and it's like, oh, I got cloud killed. Okay, that's why not to touch anything. <laughs> yeah, because, it, or, hey, g guess what? There's a unique thing about Balthazar that means if cloud kill goes off, it doesn't matter for him. Yes, yes. Because he's super undead. Uh, he's got a couple of corpses in his room. So if you um, if you press the wrong book, then it just reanimates the corpses. Uh, there's also some spikes in the ground that just pop up and like hit you in the arse and you bleed. Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, he's got a bunch of traps. Yeah, it was specifically the cloud kill trap that I activated because I went, ah, oh, that room's just a no go now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've not managed to open the open the extra room, but yeah, apparently you can, but I just don't know how. Yeah, I'll have to look that up, because, uh, yeah, it might be interesting. Also, it might be a, a massive waste of time, but content's content. Um, yeah, so there's a few more things in Moonrise we need to deal with. Um, you can meet a bugbear merchant who uh, happened to oh, meet yeah, a yeah, person yeah. called Flo, who Karlak knows. Yes, uh, so you get you, you get some soul coins for the, uh, the price of having to hear the story of the souls within. Yeah, and they're all super depressed. Pressing. Yeah, the last one is just her name was blah blah blah. That she was six years old, and that's yeah. the, that's all you need from that story. Yeah, and Carlac. It's interesting to get a bit more info on Carlac because Carlac straight up just says Flo was kind of a friend, but not as friendly as a demon can be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She yeah, yeah. she uh, also gets a this... big old disapproval hit if you refuse to take the soul coins. Yeah, because because <laughs> she knows that she's stronger with the soul coins, and like the souls have been consumed anyway, so you might as well use them. I've never actually used the soul coins not because of any moral reason but because I've just never used them. What do they do? I know, yeah. they, I know they beef her up but I don't know the specific buffs and I, I could never be asked to do it. I think it, you know that thing where she sets on fire after the um, after fighting the paladins? I think she just does that. Oh is that all? Yeah she like gets like a fire aura that just does more fire damage and stuff. That's kind of depressing. I, I, again it's really weird because like I, I give her all of the soul coins I get because I'm not selling them. Well yeah same with um, Infernal Alley like she holds the infernal alloy because if I ever need it she's going to be with me yeah um, and then you technically only basically need two in the entire game and anything that you pick up in act three is just okay this is basically a coin <laughs> yeah, um, there was this weird part in act two when I spoke to Damon on one of my most recent playthrough where he said if you have any exotic materials I can maybe do something wink wink nudge nudge I did not have any exotic materials however I still got dialogue to give him them so I did and he just gave me gear and I went this is cool I didn't fucking earn it, yeah. but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the better gears as well. Like, it's basically... I think the idea is you give him Infernal Alloy, and um, it's just 
anything that you don't need for Karlak and extras that you picked up, he just turns into parts of the flawed Helldusk, Helldusk set. Which, yeah, if you if you go into Act 3 in a certain place, you can get the real Helldusk set. Oh, okay. I've not done that, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a particular house. Okay, cool. Uh, is it one of hope, maybe? Yes. Yeah, yes. okay, cool, and, cool. Uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's the hell, the real Helldusk set because it's actually in hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, we've got the um, uh, there's not really much else on the base floor. Uh, you can go into the kitchen and talk to the uh, the woman in there, and she's trying to teach. Oh she's, yeah, she's really a hype about animals, so she's teaching these gnolls to be people, which is an admirable goal if it was you know not someone in this cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of cute, except that she's using uh illithid brain powers to enslave them. Yep. And uh yeah. And um if you free them then they join you on your side during the assault on Moonrise. I didn't know you could free them. That's cool. Yeah, so if you kill her, um sorry, if you free them from her control, they kill her and then they just hang out in that room and then they join you in the assault. I fucking love that because do you know to me that implies everybody in the castle knows that that woman died and they're just like we're not going in the kitchen because there's Noel's in there and we're not dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because there was three of them, like the um, the ogre that's there for the assault just prioritized them, so it just basically removed the ogre from the fight. It was great. Which, yeah, but the ogre is such a non-factor at that level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, with um, the amount of dudes you have, <laughs> the ogre might as well. That fight is really a... Until you go into the Mind Flayer Connolly underneath Moonrise, it, the fights are real nothing fights. Except for maybe Kefric at the top, because if you I, if Dame Allen rolls poorly, it might be a bit of a struggle. Yeah, but even then, she's invincible. Did I say Dame Allen? <laughs> <laughs> Allen Carr. <laughs> I was thinking of fucking Allen, um, uh, fucking Davies. <laughs> Alan Davies. I think that would be funny. <laughs> or Alan but... Rickman. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just Alan Davies coming round and uh, just thinking, oh, the Stephen's not around. I can't troll anyone as easily. <laughs> it's not as fun trolling Sandy. <laughs> um, uh, outside the castle, if you go around the back, you can find a second hairless. Ca- There's two hairless cats in this zone. There's one in the inn who's majestic as fuck, but a bit of a knobhead. Uh, you got this one who boasts how she's a predator, and she kind of backs it up because she's killed like five tadpoles. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and like, uh, these tadpoles are actually non-trivial. Yeah, and you can egg her on, and she's like, "Yes, I will continue to murder them." Yeah, no, you you, you straight up. Uh, if you've got animal speech, you can straight up say, "Make sure you fucking extra fuck them up." And she's like, "I don't need you to tell me what to do. Don't tell yeah. me what to do when I'm already doing it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real good way to get you to not want to do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, whereas the one in the uh, the one in Last Light is um, is like His Majesty, and his opening line is "Hiss." I say "Hiss." It's so funny. I love it. Um, but yeah, before we leave Moonrise, uh, the last thing is obviously the prison. There's a few things to do down here, and a lot of it depends on how you got it. I think the the deep gnomes are here no matter what. Uh, if you save the tieflings, the, te- the a few tieflings are here. If you've got Minfara alive, she's down here being mega tortured for some fucking reason. Because uh, it's very weird, because they want to psychically torture her, despite the fact they're just going to kill her anyway. It's just cruelty for oh, cruelty's yeah. sake, which they're the 
evil faction, they're supposed to sort of emphasise this sort of thing. But here's the actual proof that here's someone we're contemning to death, but before we kill them, we're just going to fuck with them, because why not? Yeah, and this is someone who's been entirely loyal, just that she failed. But arguably, that's the same case for the goblins. Although, granted, one of the goblins did try to kill Kefrix, so never mind. Yeah, if the goblins are... If Minthara's not there, they just blame Minthara. Yeah, well, um, it, it's, it's one of those weird things where, technically speaking, military failings should fall on the general. However, what the fuck is she supposed to do with a bunch of shitling goblins? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, like, the other, the other, the other generals of the goblin camp are obviously answering to Minthara. Like, even draw Ragslin, who's, like, the actual warlord of the goblins. Yeah, but he's competent. Yeah, well, it's... except at magic, but that's fine too. Yeah, but the weird... I find it weird that if you were on the goblin side, that Minthara's the only one here. Because, in theory, shouldn't yeah. the other two be also be here? Because they're her sub-generals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, even... Uh, well, actually, Chieftain Gut, even if you are on the goblin side, she still tries to kill you. Yeah, but if you don't talk to her, her quest just goes away and she fucks off with the rest of the goblins. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's also possible to just go around the goblin camp, killing all the rest of the goblins, even if you are on the goblin side, just yeah, for but, XP. But no, the XP is pointless. Yep. <laughs> like, Although the- you might need it if you're Dark Urge, because there's a fair, fair few things that you're not going to do. Um, Yes and no, because I think you'll f- you will almost always be level 4 minimum by the time you finish whatever the fuck side you, you fall on with the grove. And level 4 is yeah, the perfect enough. level to go into the Underdark and get a couple of levels there. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And if you're a Dark or Urge, the, uh... you could straight up um, just massacre the Myconids, and that, that's perfectly in character. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say you going but, down the so... mountain path's a great idea at level 4, because you got the Gif... you got the Undead, which are big fuck-off levels anyway, but then alternatively, you got the Gif Yankee, which are all level 6 and do Gif Yankee bollocks. Yeah, although you can mostly get through it. Like, you've got Lazel with you, you can persuade your way in. Uh, it's not the way in, I'm worried about. Thander. Yeah, you can pick up the Blood of the Thunder, and in that zone, you can fast travel. So you can just fast travel out and leave. Yeah, but you still... Okay, but that, that fight at the end of the chapel is still annoying. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, down in the... Prison. You've got the tieflings and the uh, and the deep dwarves, uh, d- the deep gnomes. Um, you can free them both, send them out on a little sloop. If you then follow them, you can like wait for their uh, induction back into um, the last light in because they're, they're just throwing, they're just holding up the the little tad and seeing if it reacts. And none of them have been tadded, which is great. And uh, this is when you can like resume Roland's quest because he's popped out to save them, <laughs> while well, as these these two have now gotten gotten home essentially and uh, I got this really weird glitch where Roland was sat on his bench again after I'd rescued him from out in the wild and these two were just hanging around going oh man where's Roland and they were just looking at each other and not recognising that they were there <laughs> so I had to reload the zone <laughs> uh, yeah this rescue can go um, very tits up very quickly if you don't actually plan for it no matter how um, how good you are um, when you talk to uh, Wolfram oh yeah Wolbrun you're the, Wolbrun, um, the that's leader the one. The, yeah, yeah it, the leader of this fifth neblin. Yeah, he says throw us a hammer, and then you throw him a hammer, and it doesn't trigger anymore. So <laughs> instead, what you do is you send two characters with blunt weapons. You make them jump up the thing and go around. You put them behind both cells. You position your other two people in front of the cell doors, and you, uh, through careful timing, you break both walls down at the same time. So both, so the deep gnomes and the tieflings all start running to the boat, and then you bring those two characters through the cells because then the cells magically open because the game's bullshit. Um, and you, you got a bit of a fight with the guards on your hand. Uh, there is a lot of area denial spells in these guys' arsenals, and I fucking hate it. Um, yep. And some of them have very you high can, AC. You can also slowly dismantle the guards. Well, you could, but it feels more like a prison break my way. Um, sure, yeah, the, yeah. Like, I dismantled
dismantle the guards like kind of one by one if you go up to the top floor of the guard tower um you kind of get followed because the one of the guards goes oh what are you doing up here and that's when you can basically kill them with no no witnesses sure and uh then you can close the doors and kill the um the foreman lady and then there's fewer of them outside yeah i usually fight it as a normal fight um that being said i also uh yeah there's a bit of a problem with this method in that when everybody runs back to the uh, the boat uh if they spend two or more turns there their ai just goes fuck it we want to die uh and they charge back to the cells <laughs> uh specifically oh, rulebrum's a fucker for it and he's the one who definitely has to survive yes 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 um i guess um i've never done barkus root on my current playthroughs because uh, I, I just left him too long and he just died on the windmill uh but apparently he goes to last light and then they have a, a nice little reunion with uh, with wolverine okay so if you free barkus you actually meet him in the underdark because he's been captured by those Dwegar. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have to free the you have to free the gnomes from the Dwegar um, yeah. when you're doing uh, Trusol Nia, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so you do that, and then he's like, "Oh, where's Rulebrum? He's been captured. We're just gonna fuck off without him." And Barkus gets all righteous. Speak to Barkus again, and he's like, uh, "I need to save Rulebrum. You tell him that you've tried twice now, and you fucked up. Maybe I maybe just let me do it." And he's all pissy, and then he goes, oh, "Fine, I'll go rest in your camp." And then he fucks off to last light once you get there and yeah he gives you loads of bombs <laughs> nice he, he just gives them to you saying if you're freeing my friend you might need these cool so, so he's not incompetent he's just you know he's not an adventurer he's not a fighter yeah he's not lucky <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, I also didn't realise that there was um, content back in the cells during the assault until the second run through. Oh! Yeah, so uh, yeah, if you'd not done the um, rescuing the good guys before that, yeah, reload and rescue the good guys. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, um, I think that sums up Moonrise. Before Shah, I think the only thing left to talk about is the free form fucks. Oh yeah, you've got Garingoth, um, you've got the, the one who fucks himself to death and you've got the um the surgeon yeah all of these you can do without fighting but i didn't know yes, that yes yes so the one who farts himself to death you can just drink and drink and drink and then if you take enough um successful saves uh you just out drink him and he explodes which is, which I, i've never not done this yeah so i've done on my first playthrough i fought two of these the toll the yeah the toll housekeeper i've never fought because i didn't know she existed for my first few runs and every every other one i've just gone oh i could just talk you into killing yourself which is actually kind of sad it is a bit yeah um the surgeon you can make him kill himself by saying oh either you can have him lie down and have the other acolytes dissect him or you can get him to show people how to enucleate themselves oh okay i've only ever gotten the nurses to, to murk him uh that being said the first time i fought him i never want to fight him again <laughs> yep <laughs> Um, apparently there's an achievement if you do the fight for uh, doing it before any of the nurses do the mechanic. Uh, that's incorrect. It's uh, The achievement is for killing him before he gets to use the scalpel. Okay, okay. That's uh, the one then. Because it would be almost impossible to, um, to do it without the nurses doing the effects because he does it once a turn. It's the nurses giving him a different weapon. Sure, okay, okay. Uh, which, yeah, I managed to get this, but it, well, it didn't feel good. <laughs> uh, that being yeah, said... So th- 
there's that. Oh, there's, uh, there's another achievement in the in the Catherick fight of uh, do it without him getting health back from any of the shades that he summons. Oh, that's specifically as the the Merkel. Oh yeah, the Merkel part. Yeah. Yeah, which is easy to do if you have Aelin. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to um, the surgeon in that area. You also uh, you likely would have met Arabella before then, um, and you find her parents, and it's a sad time. You do. It is a sad time um, because you know I, it feels like there's no way for these two to you know survive at all. And that's because there isn't. No, no, it's a damn shame. Um, um, you get this awful bit of dialogue in the camp where Withers is like, "You have to go on your own and do this own adventure," and ultimately he is correct. However, Arabella just goes, "Please don't, fr- don't throw me out." And my immediate response every time is, "I'm not going to make you leave." And then Withers yells at me. <laughs> <laughs> Although Withers does give her, does throw her a bone, he just like shows her a glimpse of her future, and she goes, "What shit? That's me!" And he just does like the grandpa nod, and she's like, "Ah oh, shit, I'm not sad anymore." <laughs> uh, it's one of those where there's a reason why I say Withers is ultimately correct. However, if a child is crying, please don't make me leave. I'm not gonna say sorry. Get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, and also. This is one of the ones where you get a ring from her that gives you a spell that's not in the player's handbook. Uh, there's a fair few items like this. There's that. There's like the there's like an absorb elements cloak. Um, this one gives you the shadow blade spell, which is a pretty cool spell. Um, it, gives, it does basic. It's like two d eight shadow damage. Uh, you get advantage when you're not in bright light. Okay. And it can be thrown. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Speaking of items, this is the first chapter where you actually get cloaks. Yes. Unless you're a dark urge. Uh, no, because you find cloaks in. Um... Oh wait, do you mean because you get a cloak earlier as Dark Urge? Yeah, you get a cloak earlier as Dark okay, Urge. Okay, like, sure. Well, as soon as you kill, as soon as you kill the Bard, whichever one you kill, uh, you get a, a cloak that gives you invisibility for one turn after you get a kill. That's fucking cool. Flavor-wise, it's not yeah. the most useful thing yeah. in the world, but it's a cool fucking thing. The cloak stayed in my party, like even if it wasn't on my main character, it stayed in the party until end game. Yeah, stick that on the rogue. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But yeah, um. The best cloak in the game protection. is arguably the cloak of protection. <laughs> yeah, and it's just it costs like fifty quid. It's nothing. <laughs> the only downside is you can only get one from the looks of things. Yeah, there's a cloak of protection and there's a ring of protection. I think the ring you get from Mole for stealing the idol in Act One. Yeah, which I've never done because it seems like a shit thing to do. Yeah, it it it, it yeah it is it's a shit thing to do. But you know, once you've made peace with the druids and like sent the tieflings off, like you might as well. So. <laughs> Okay, you can do kill, that if you're a dickhead, that's that fine. But, you know, again, I play morally good characters. Yeah, yeah. I think at this point, with, with Halsin with you, he's, he'd probably think that you were kind of canny and, fu- and like he'd probably think it was funny that you'd done it rather than, like, be angry at you. I mean, I don't think Halsin gives a shit. Halsin's philosophy on no, Sylvanas is, like, it's not localised in an idol. That's fucking stupid. That's probably what he'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost exactly, yeah. I like that. Um, What else is there in Act... Oh, yeah, the Gary Goth is the last one of the Thorns, and like you say, you can talk her to death. Um, you can give her money, and if you give her five grand, then she gives you a unique scroll. It's basically flesh to stone, but it turns someone into gold. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Uh, yeah, the, the first time I encountered her, I gave her a gold piece, and the animation they decided to do is the coolest animation I've seen in-game, because you just flick her a coin. Yep, and then she keeps asking for more. Yeah, and you're just uh, like, I, I, I love the question of, how much do you actually 
actually want? And she never gives you a definitive answer, just more. Yeah, yeah. All of it is what she wants. Um, but uh, yeah, if you kill her, you can get arguably one of the most powerful weapons in the game. Oh yeah, this is your ex- bullshit hack thing where you can reverse pickpocket gold to someone, isn't it? Yeah, so I've not done the thing with it, but yeah, you can do this. You can. It does an like one extra damage for every 300 gold someone has, which for you is a big deal because you probably got like a m- multiple thousands on you right now. Yeah, because you're not putting that and, in your uh, fucking adventuring chest. No, no. That, that's the one thing you never send to, send to camp is your money. <laughs> it doesn't weigh anything. There's no disadvantage. Oh, it does. Um, I was like really struggling in Act 3 on my main character because I was carrying so much fucking money and then I realised, oh, it's because of the money. Okay, let Carlac carry the money. <laughs> Oh, okay, so I've never had enough gold in this game for it to be an issue. Yeah, around the 24k mark, it's when it starts weighing, like, 40 units. If you have 24k gold, may I recommend, if you're in Baldur's Gate, to buy some of the sweet swag you can only get by throwing money at it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, pickpocketing. the thing that fucking pissed me off in Baldur's Gate 3's endgame is they got the dwarf thrower as a weapon you can buy, which is great, but unless you're playing as a dwarf, it's shit. Yes. <laughs> oh, you can always use the, um, the mask to change your race into a dwarf temporarily. No, fuck you, I don't wanna. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently you can do that and then change back, and if, as long as you equipped it while you were that race, it keeps the buff that, that day. That's so much effort. Plus, why would... Plus, I know, right? I, I'll be honest with you, that character was using halberds anyway. It was worthless on them. And it's probably worthless on sure. any character I have, even if they were a yep, dwarf. Yep. I just hate the fact it's in the <laughs> game, because it's so useless unless you're a dwarf. Similarly, you can do the same thing with the uh, the Astral Sword of the Silver Plane. Uh, sorry. Silver Sword of the Astral Plane. <laughs> The silver plane. Oh, man, a plane of elemental silver. <laughs> Don't send werewolves there. Oh, man. Uh, Rick, yeah, you, you got, can you got, you got to sort your mic out or talk clearer because I didn't get any of that. <laughs> yeah, I was saying you can do the same thing with the, the the silver sword of the astral plane. Transform into a Githyanki, equip it, get the benefit, and then turn back into yourself. Or just give it to fucking Lazel because that's what it's meant for. Oh, yes, except by endgame. I had two of them because I, uh, I, I robbed... Yeah, because you're a cheater. I robbed uh, Kithrak Voss, yeah, and uh, had Lazel with that sword throughout all of uh, Act 2 most of Act 1 like she was a massive powerhouse with that sword it's fantastic yeah fair it's a plus 3 sword that does an extra th- an extra d6 it's great yeah that that's fine i didn't i didn't say anything i just agreed with you <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, uh, so the Gauntlet of Shah, we have a bunch of little puzzles. Um, there's a secret puzzle, which is, is to find the uh, last remaining um, Dark Justicia, who is, I believe, tele- uh, polymorphed into a rat. So basically, you have to kill all the rats to be able to kill the last Justicia. And okay. That's how you can, that's how you can um, do Yurgir's quest without killing him and without um, getting him to kill himself. Yeah, I've always just attacked Yurgir because uh, if you talk to him for too long, Astarian disapproves. Yeah. I've gotten him to kill himself uh, each time, and if you do get him to kill himself, then he is... You can convince him to help you in the House of Hope. Okay, sure. Uh, it's one of those where... Okay, this boss fight is only annoying because they gave him a shit zillion ads. Yes, yeah. All the Merrigans. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, even if you are fighting him, it's worth getting him to make the Merrigans kill themselves. Yeah, again, I've, n- I've never gotten the dialogue option to prompt, I've, so I've just gone, oh, fuck it. 
it and attacked him because at least then I'm not surprised. Um, that being said, another reason why this fight is difficult is it's one of the few fights that you can't fucking make easier with Fireball. Yeah, because <laughs> they're immune to fire or at least resistant. I think Yerga's immune, but the regular fucks are just resistant. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, you've also got the um, fucking uh, the face shifter. What the fuck's it called? That's not the right word, is it? Yeah, Displacer Beast, yeah. Displace a beast. That's what the fuck was I on? Um, which isn't difficult, but you do have to deal with it. Yeah, and it's before you get the option to be one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so you brought up something interesting, which um, I've done in every subsequent one because it's so much easier. But I didn't realise that you could attack Balthazar here. Yeah. Um, so I've never not killed him in the room where you meet him. Okay. So first time I fucking killed Balthazar, I had to do it in the Dame Aelin encounter. Yeah, and he's got a bunch of skeletons around him, hasn't he? That he reanimates. He's got a bunch I've of. Somebody... But that's not the problem. The problem is, is there's no fucking walls and all of them push you. Yes. Uh, I've seen um, some cheeses. Like, one of them is uh, you lure him to the edge and just knock him off. And the way you do that is you pop down a invisibility of some kind, so like a like a stink, like, like a cloud, a darkness or something. He will uh, he will try to leave the cloud if you do that, and uh, usually will go closer to the edge. They also put a bunch of corpses um, all in one spot, but with a bunch of barrels. So when he reanimates them, they're all in one spot, and then they just blow the blow the barrels, get rid of all the ads. Okay, sure. And, uh, but here's the thing: apparently Rick. his loot is really shit, so you can just knock him off, and it's not you don't really lose much. Well, one the loot. Sh- Shit. Like you know the loot shit. You you he has the same loot. It doesn't change just because of the location. Um, except he doesn't have the silver bell to summon the golem, but that's worthless anyway. Because if you fought Balthazar there, you kill that golem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of those where um, I didn't know I was going to have a fight here. I kind of guessed that there yeah, was going to be a, there was going to be a conflict, but I didn't think it would be a fight because I looked at the arena or the area at the bottom and I went, "You can't have a fight here." Oh, apparently the people writing this game beg to differ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a combination of all the dudes trying to push you off the edge and Balthazar constantly casting cloud kill as an area of denial made this fight fucking frustrating. I've never done it since because it's just unnecessarily annoying. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think the only downside with Balthazar is that you know that he's coming back because like, he's very obviously some kind of like super lich. I don't think he's a lich. Um, he's too weak for a lich. Well, okay, he's he's too weak for a regular lich, but he's like some kind of uh, prototype lich um, in that he's like stitched his body together out of bits. I, again, um, well, I, I don't I don't think he's coming back. I don't see why you think this. Could could you please well, elaborate you, a bit? I think he just says that uh, you can kill me, but I'll just be back eventually. I don't think I've ever heard that dialogue. But also on the flip side, that sounds like he's just lying. True, did you true. did you did Plus, you know that Rick? Did you know characters could just lie? Yeah. <laughs> Also, let's be real. I mean, if you kill Kefric, which you do, the fuck's Balthazar going to do on his own? Yeah. Because <laughs> Balthazar's the one that reanimated Kefric, I believe. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Um, I, I know. It's weird because I, I thought Merkel was the one who reanimated Kefric because, you know, they're um, packed. I think it was. Um, I think Balthazar reanimated Kefric and then Kefric turned to Merkel and Merkel reanimated Isabel. I don't remember seeing anything indicating that. I'm not saying you're wrong. In fact, there's a good possibility we're both wrong. <laughs> 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, oh yes, in the little bit of catacombs before you get down into the gauntlet, there is a unique buff of um, over overstuffed catacombs or whatever. And if you have a necromancer wizard, this is where you stock up on skeletons or zombies because you don't need a corpse to use the uh, animate dead spell. How many can you summon? Oh, as many as you can. So if you're level six uh, necromancer, I think that's four with one spell. Oh, okay. So you can't just constantly reapply the spell. Yeah, I think you can only have one spell's worth at okay. once, but like if some of them die, you can just go back there, cast it again, then you back to full. That's so much effort, though. Yeah, fair enough. But there is a like a fast travel point, so. They're not to the catacombs bit, there isn't. Oh, I suppose it's just outside, but that's two load screens. Yeah, so like if, if you're down to none of them and you're going to do a long rest anyway, you might as well just do that. Oh, uh, I've only done that once, though, because uh, okay. I've already had a... I was about to say, Rick, that sounds like the most boring way to play this fucking game. <laughs> well, there's only once. It was when, um, before I discovered that you could do... Um, scroll inscribing. It's what I did with Gale because I had him as a necromancer with a little bit of life cleric and I'm like, oh, okay. You can do this scroll inscribing. Oh, um, <laughs> Tempest is way more fun. So he's no longer a necromancer. <laughs> um, other things in there, there's the uh, What Can Silence the Night Song. A good old um, thing where you put a book in a uh, in a pedestal to get the, the orbs. Rick, this um, fucked me so hard, this fucking puzzle. Do you want to know why? Uh, did someone else have the book? No, it's worse than that. So you go to the silent library if you accidentally break that bookcase you can't get the book which doesn't sound like a problem however if you don't get the book you can't unlock the thing that gets you the spear if you don't have the spear when you go down downstairs and you're about to progress shadowheart goes wait we're beating all the trials but Charles telling me i need to get this spear you can any option that isn't okay will get you the spear my friend she turns on the party and you have to kill her and it's like oh Oh, cool I have to reload a save from an hour ago. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know this. <laughs> well, I did. Here's yeah. the thing. It was driving me crazy because it, I could. It, there was the bookcase and it wasn't letting me select it. And I'm like, why not? Oh, because it's fucking destroyed. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It, man, that sounds, uh, that sounds very frustrating. It was. It was in, indeed very frustrating because uh, I was like, we're right there. You're not going to kill Dame Aelin anyway because I'm not going to let you. But she doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah. She has to choose to throw away the spear to get it given back to her oh it was so annoying yeah oh also apparently if you do the, if you finish the gauntlet of Shara up without Shadowheart with you when you leave the next time you um, the next time it makes sense Shadowheart just betrays the party yeah sounds about right <laughs> that's what I've been told I don't um, know if that's fact because I've not done it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I've only ever brought her with me um, on my dark urge I made her into a dark justicia uh, on my regular file obviously didn't the only um, downside with her redemption route is she then dyes her hair white which which is fine, yeah, it, but she looks better with the black hair. Obviously, I don't tell her that because I'm not a dick, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Preferred your old hairstyle, mate. <laughs> you, you also you also get a, a, a fun bit of dialogue with Housing because Housing goes, I, I saw Shadowheart in the, stalking in the night with a knife. Turns out she was just cutting her hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cute. <laughs> Oh man! Well, Housing is weirdly aggressive to uh, to Shadowheart, and it's weird to begin with, but it quickly is like, oh right, because Housing fucking hates Shah. <laughs> 
Yeah, 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 I get it. <laughs> uh, I think he's the only one that does as well. Everyone else just kind of accepts that she's a uh, that she's a shawl worshipper. Well, again, it's what it's 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 the fact that everyone's got the tadpole in their head to begin with, and it's like for better or worse, we're all on the same side. So there's no time for being finicky about this sort of shit. Whereas Halsin yeah. doesn't have the tadpole; he has no sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like Minthara's like man, I don't mind Shadowheart, but Shah's a piece of shit. <laughs> Which is weird because it's not like Lolf is much better. Oh, no, absolutely not. And, uh, like, even that is something that, um, Viconia does. She goes straight from Lolf into Shah. I don't know who? Uh, Viconia Devere. Who's that? Sorry. Uh, the Mother Superior. Okay, I d- remember when I told you I've not done, uh, I've not done Shallow Heart stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, I'm not saying you sport anything because you haven't, it's just you're saying a name from the quest and I don't know who that is. <laughs> Okay, um, she is a name from Baldur's Gate One as well, so that's why it's kind of okay. But Baldur's Gate One, one is I I did the the the, the fucking cutscene where my mentor gets killed. I got two new party members. I had a random encounter with walls, and then the game didn't tell me how to change the AI, and the AI just fought the battle for me, and it sucked. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, what's more in the um, in the gauntlet? Uh, I don't think there is anything else. Uh, I haven't done the secret dark, dark justice yet because I knew there was something up with the rats, but I didn't know what because I kept talking to them with animal uh, animal speaking, and they kept being like, "Fuck off, you're not Shah." And I'm like, I, I just wanted to talk to the rats, bro. Um, you got the secret room near Balthazar where if you go into it, you got a fucking shadow shrike thing. Yes, I forget yes, what it's called. Yes. It's like a giant uh, manta ray that can sneak and. Cloaker. Huh? It's a cloaker, I believe. If you say so, I don't remember the name. It looks like a giant stingray. It stealths very easily, and it can make duplicates of itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> It's a pain in the ass if you don't spot it. If you spot it, you shoot it with an arrow and you get a turn of surprise on it and it definitely dies. Oh yeah, it definitely dies. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's another couple of puzzles. Um, I think the one that's the biggest pain in the ass is the one where it's uh, the self-same trial where you've got to kill your own duplicates. Okay, so the um, internet has a cheese for this. Yeah, send only one person in. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the cheese. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because otherwise you end up with the, um, the cheater's bane, which is like minus four to all stats. Yeah, but this is also like the only fucking combat bit in the in the Shah. Well, apart from Yurgle, but whatever. You've probably done him before now. Like, it's not yeah, gonna Yurgir kill you and Balthazar. It's not going to kill you. To, like, you're going to rest before d- going to Daymalen anyway. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's easy enough to uh, like rest it away, but it's really annoying if you don't know that's why you're shit. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Rick. If I ever see a symbol next to my character's name and I'm like, what the fuck is that? I just go to the character record and I go, oh, that's bad. <laughs> well, I always run with a pally, so I've got always got like three, four, five symbols all the time. So, all right. Like, I, 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 I basically stop questioning what symbols are because there's many of them. Um, but yeah, after that, you, you kill or free Dame Aelin. If you free her, then she, uh, you get this really uplifting scene where she's like, now, friend, we're going to kill Ketherick Thorm. And she just flies over the, um, the Shadowlands and, uh, Isabel just looks up and gets a, uh, a tear in her eye. No, it's not, it's not even Isabel. It's Jahira, isn't it? Yeah. Cause it's like, oh, finally, like, because she's like, oh, cool, I'm going to rally the troops now because it looks like ta- now's the time to kill Kefrik. Um, yeah. There are a few little things I want to say here. Um, we skipped two of the trials. One of them's a sneaking trial, which you cheese by just having a Starion do it before offering blood. Um, yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> have, I, have you ever not done that? I've never not done that. It's pointless. Why? It's such... <laughs> Fuck off! I'm not doing this. Um, the uh, the other one is the invisible uh, floor trial, which is the most annoying trial because some people are like, "I'll oh, just do it before offering the blood," and some people 
there's a bunch of sort of ways to choose cheese it that don't work for me. Yeah, you basically need to be on incredibly high brightness. Um, oh, because otherwise you can't see the floor. Oh well, fuck that then. Um, like you can't even misty step it because the floor's te- cause bl- causes blindness, so you can't see the yeah. area you want to step to. Which you know, yeah, fair yeah. enough to the devs for thinking of that, but fuck off, that trough sucks. Um, at least you can jump. You can jump, but you still got to walk a bit. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. That being said, um, let's talk about Dame Aelin for a minute because her first, revi- uh, you know, once she's free, all I can think of is, oh, this motherfucker's four. Yeah, <laughs> radiant Thor. Uh, like instead of lightning. Yeah, that's it. Where's the lie? Yeah, it's great though. It, it is, uh, and she is invaluable in combat. She just fucks everyone's day up. Um, yeah, and even if she dies, she comes back. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> that's just her thing. Uh, <laughs> it's great. The um, the thing, the other thing I wanted to mention is there is a bit of uh, I wouldn't say controversy but there is a mod that got released very early on in uh, it was either early on or a month ago I don't remember which it's been a minute I don't have the source but it's in front been of removed me. Um, has it been removed now it's been removed from the Nexus okay cool so the mod I'm on about is a mod that changes Dame Aelin from a woman to a man and the only purpose of this is I don't like having queers in my game yep, yep. which is weird yeah. Because it's not even the first one. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) I don't know why it's Uh, this one specifically that they took umbrage with. Yeah, it's it's so it's so cute though when you see them reunite and they both go, I thought you were dead, I thought you were dead and um Aileen just lifts up Isabel and just wields her <laughs> like a pillow. <laughs> it's my, great. My, my, and then f- when you're talking to her, Aileen's like, Oh, can can we stop talking now? I want to fuck my wife. <laughs> like yeah, for real. I think the exact lines are now we must take aid uh, we I will take comfort in uh, in my lover's body and Isabel just goes, Aileen <laughs> It's the most couple shit I've ever seen and it's adorable. Yeah. Please leave. I wish to I wish to take solace in each other's bodies. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but she uses really archaic language which makes it even more adorable. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's basically her thing. She's she does like the um traditional archaic pally thing of going, "Ho, oh, fair elven princess, hast thou rescued thyself?" kind of thing. And uh but she's she normally does it to say what she's about to do to her wife. It's great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, so Shah's done. Let's do the fucking assault on Moonrise. Yeah, so uh, I found this difficult to keep Jahira alive, but uh, that's that's a me problem. Even when she's a minion, the first couple of times I did it, she glitched out and basically only had the attack action, which is crap. Um, so, yeah, it, you need to keep Jahira alive, otherwise you can't recruit her. Uh, everyone else doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, and trust me, the Harpers are just there to die. Um, um, oh yes, 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 yes. Like it, it, it's such a fucking D and D thing, isn't it? Like the, if you ever play D and D and there's a ton of Harpers, they're not living. Oh yeah, they're, they're just there to make you feel bad about good guys dying. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Um, so yeah, I got really lucky in this encounter in that Gale had an unusually high initiative count. So guess who fucking did a massive amount of damage with a fireball on the first turn? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I know it's a it's a meme for a. Re- reason but fireball is just good like mm. it's even better when it's done by gale and it's, it avoids friendly fire automatically yeah yeah i didn't know how long i had to uh be able to put will back into the party so i had will on this as well and i got will to uh repelling blast the archers off the rafters which is great because they're not 
<laughs> they're now attackable by anyone. I, the Harper's AI was unusually good for me in that all of the archers were just aiming at the archers on the rafters. Okay. Um, which is what I would have done if I was in control because longbow damage is crap unless it, you've built towards it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, just before this fight, you do get a bit of a conversation with Zarel and she's really mad at you. She's even more mad at you if you flirted with her earlier because she was like, I thought we were going to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, for my uh, assault on Moonrise, where I was bringing everybody and trying to keep Jahira alive, I went on a crusade around Moonrise, killing every character that I could it, to make this bit easier. And uh, that worked against me, because once I exited the next area, went back to Moonrise, and it was occupied by Harpers, I was accused of crimes. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I had the Enemy of Justice debuff because I've been, uh, you know, attacking guards and killing basically the rightful occupants of Moonrise, but that buff didn't go away. Uh, So, yeah, the Harpers who were now in charge thought I was a baddie. <laughs> yeah, that bug's been fixed. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yes, the um, the Zentarim merchant flees. Oh yeah, they flee every time, like the same thing for Goblin Camp. Yeah, if you talk to her about the um, about the Goblin Camp, she goes, oh man, apparently some uh, some psychopath went around and killed all the goblins in the Goblin Camp. And uh, if you say, oh yeah, that was me, she was like, oh, I must have misheard you because um, there's no way that I'd be doing business with the person who did that. Yeah, no, at the end of the day, the Zentarim are, are gonna Zentarim, him, and that is, they care about money nothing else uh yeah yeah they are the uh, evil version of, of the, better, the thieves guild yes she also sells like one of the better act two weapons it's a glaive that can give you a d4 extra damage but you don't need the glaive equipped after you do this buff and it lasts until your long rest that's stupid yeah it's one of the better glaives as well even even if you don't do the cheese of unequipping it it's like one of the better glaives still however the bugbear next to her sells a legendary halberd so guess what i was rocking for a lot of the game yeah fair enough is that the one that gives you like extra initiative uh no i think it gives you one d4 force damage okay (laughs) it might give you extra initiative but i wasn't looking at that (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah, you finally get to the roof. That's when Aelin joins you. And uh, you kick the ass of Catherick Thorne once. And then you follow him down into the pits. Yeah, th- this fight is actually interesting because you get him down to half health. And when he's at half health, he literally just sort of goes, Ah, oh, what the fuck? This shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I shouldn't be anything less than 99% health. What have you done to me? And then he fucks off. Here's the thing, right? Is I with my sorcerer, I did the fuck. I was every other run through. I've not bothered talking to him because there's no point. As the sorcerer, I was trying to talk him down. And if you succeed on like three pretty high charisma checks, which as a sorcerer wasn't too big of a deal, um, he actually starts to come around. And then Day Malin fucking yes. flies in from the roof and ruins everything you work towards. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's it's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, and um, like even in the in the last one, you can skip the first phase of the fight just by talking him down. Then he just like uh, steps back into the pit. Yeah, okay. I didn't know what would happen there. I didn't pick it because I felt like it was disingenuous, gen- uh, disingenuous of me because I knew I was going to kick his ass no matter what. So I was like, I, okay, here's where role playing is weird for me in that I want my character to be this, so therefore that's the option I pick, even if it's not necessarily optimal. Um, so yeah. Right. I, I was like, my character knows they're lying, and I don't think they would do that, so therefore I'm not going to try and talk him down. Let's just fucking kick his ass. Sure, fair it, enough. There's also a Mind Flayer in that fight, randomly. It feels like a DM was like, this encounter doesn't feel hard enough. Mind Flayer, there. Yep. <laughs> the Mind is there just to uh, make it... It's just there to be there, to be an obstacle to just taking Aelin and freeing her uh, on round one. Yeah, except I had Misty Step. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Misty Step really had... trivializes a lot of boss puzzles. Yeah, I had Karlak with Dash. <laughs> Don't even need magic, just like 300 pound of muscle just <laughs> charging through. <laughs> uh, the difference is, is if you dash, uh, that uses your action, so you can't help her on turn one. you got to wait another turn. Uh, oh yeah, my Karlak was also part thief. Uh, that only gives you an extra... Oh right, so yeah, disengage. Uh, not disengage, uh, free yeah, so action you, dash. You, yeah, you can bonus, yeah, bonus action dash, and two of them if you need them. So yeah, my Karlak just like zoomed over, uh, did that, and that was her round one. And then Aelin was just there to help and uh yeah you can be chatting with uh with him at the end and Aelin's like nah I'm taking his skull and just comes around and stomps him out great to be fair um Dame Aelin had been killed so many fucking times by that point by Rosapus of Shah yes yeah absolutely um I think this fight is the best in the game I'm just gonna think for a moment and I'm gonna uh I'm gonna disagree with you because I know you haven't done it yet but the final fight feels like a final fucking fight okay and when you get there yeah. you'll know what I mean I think as sure. far as a regular boss fight goes yeah okay I, I, Orin and Gortash feel like really shit fights compared to this yeah yeah like um, that's the that's kind of the problem because Orin and Gortash are of the same rank and yet they felt really easy compared to this but at the same time um, Kefrik is the only one who's yeah. a soldier true true so I kind of get like, it or- like Orin's a cultist and is just a singular murderer and the way that it makes her hard is that it just gives her a bunch of stupid fucking buffs where everyone just like gives her a bunch of uh, stacks of um, indomitable or whatever it is and meanwhile Gort- sorry. Gortash also makes perfect sense he's meant to give off airs as a uh, as a politician and nothing more when you fight him the only gimmick he's got is these traps that constantly go off he's also got the aspect yeah. of Baal which is fucking annoying don't get me wrong but it makes perfect sense so I don't even even want to knock them it's just as fights they're boring and we'll get to that when we get yeah. to act three mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but yeah the the avatar of merkel is a fantastic is really well designed i believe um it not only is threatening but he also has the uh, aura of death so you've es- essentially got permanent chill touch on you so you can't be healed if you're nearby him yeah um which gotta be honest with you seems like a bigger deal than it is because chance chances are you're all going to be on that circle anyway your entire party if you you're like me you've got like five additional things because you like summoning <laughs> yep <laughs> and he goes down in about two turns especially with dame Aylin. yeah i had will as a, a saw lock and i just like quick lightning bolt quick and lightning bolt <laughs> that's uh, that's like half his health <laughs> yeah 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 um cool um let's rewind ever so slightly because there's a few things to do in the actual um elephid colony colony yeah yeah uh first things first if you rescued and kept it alive you can encounter us again yeah so i didn't he died um fighting the first um optional boss you know the one that drops the sword yeah i don't commander jalk yeah you could have just called him the cambion because i don't remember the fucker's name yeah I i was trying to remember his name and it came out as commander jalk yeah uh apparently if you uh rescue us here you get it as a permanent summon uh you do i never summoned him because i didn't want to lose him okay but yeah uh, he i'm get- assuming it's like uh, i'm assuming it's like scratching that like the summon isn't the real one so it just like is reusable but i could be wrong it's weird because it gives you an item and you use the item and you can summon him or them or it i don't 
don't know what the fuck you call a, a, a fucking walking brain. Yeah. Is it a scroll? No, it's a big brain. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, you could talk to the bugbear thing and he says, oh, that one smells wrong and you can threaten to kill all the other ones and then he'll go, please don't, and gives you the key. <laughs> uh, you can also rescue uh, Zevran? Zevlor. Zevlor. Yeah, Zevlor. Uh, yeah, you can rescue Zevlor in here. Yeah, you've got the option to purge the tanks and I don't know why you would do that. I think it's to not have to fight the ones that become mind flayers I think is the only reason that you might want to do that but even then you could just walk away yeah it's, it's, it's very weird you purge the tanks so you don't have to fight anything but there's only three mind flayers which at this level alright if you were playing an actual D&D campaign that's a lot but playing Baldur's Gate 3 it feels like mind flayers aren't as much of a threat yeah um, because you know you, you've got the tools to deal with them um, and you were mentioning how your game was rather bloated with uh, magic items this is magic items central this is like a kitchen sink of magic items like if you don't have a magic item in every slot then you've not been picking things up yeah okay which was me in my final encounter on my first character because i didn't know what i was doing sure um <laughs> in fact i went back because i did a few more games before going back to my original file just so i could beat the fucking thing i was like wow i don't have fuck all <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just go to um Go to Damon and just buy all of his shit, because it's all, it's all top. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't, because I didn't have gold either. Well, you can always either uh, pickpocket him or kill him if you really need the shit. But, uh, but yeah. Why would... Yeah, but you're suggesting, like the you're, you're suggesting these things, which you know I don't do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels like the wrong thing to do to Damon in particular. Oh, yeah, not just some random fucking... It's okay to do it to a random fucking merchant, isn't it? I mean, yeah. No. You don't know them. No, no, no. G guess what, Rick? You'd be kicked out of my fucking D&D &D game if you started suggesting this in the campaign. <laughs> Get a refund. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, cool. You Actually, no, I wouldn't even kick you out. I'd be like, oh, you picked on the adventurer for no fucking reason. Oh, he's secretly a warlock and his patron's this bronze dragon that appears out of nowhere. Roll initiative. Oh, you're all dead <laughs> because of Rick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on the character. Like, um, no, you're all the dead. The player character. Yeah, the player character in Baldur's Gate Three is a um, a console RP, a, a, a classical RPG console RPG character. So you're expected to do morally dubious things. Apparently, if you do no crimes and you get up to the Steel Watchers in Act Three, they just let you in. Yeah, except that's bollocks because I didn't. <sighs> okay, I technically committed crimes against the Absolute, mm. but that's that's not that's different. You're fighting. Them. Yeah, but it's still classed as a crime, so that's, okay. what, it, uh, that's okay. what it looks for. Okay, yeah, but you're saying don't do any... My point being, just because you're morally dubious in the sense that you're fighting the antagonist, doesn't mean you're morally dubious in the essence that... Uh, sorry, in the sense that you're... I'm going to kill random merchants, because why should I pay? Yeah, I've, I've never killed a merchant for that reason. And yet you suggested it. <laughs> I have killed merchants for other reasons. Such as? Oh, like for Moonrise. Like the um, the bugbear merchant. Like he, he joins in the opposing side. So, But that's not killing well, a merchant. Go that's killing a combatant. Yeah, he's killing a combatant who happens to be a merchant and all of his best stuff is in his inventory when you, when you kill him. Oh, Rick, you're doing that thing again. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yes. the last thing to mention about the Ephelid Colony is uh, probably the most important one. Only happens if you have will, which unless you killed the grove, you're probably going to have will. 
Uh, and that is Missouri's yes. here. If you don't bring Will, then he gets turned into a Lemur. That's not Missouri true. Dies. Because you can, you okay. can, Missouri's still there. You just got to free her without okay. Will. Uh, the, okay. The thing okay. you can do, though, is when you're about to, when you talk to her, she's like, uh, well, let me out then. And you're like, I'm thinking that uh, maybe you break Will's pact and then I'll let you out. And she's like, you're, you're fucking joking, right? And then, then you got the fucking different checks you can make, including one that's deception, which is mumble gibberish that and make it sound like it's a pact breaking charm <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i've never done yeah, because i've never been specced for that type of character when getting there but i've got to imagine she sees through it and is just like that was a cute attempt and i'm throwing you a bone because i found it funny yeah well she does that earlier as well on the bridge if you do like the um the infernal chant she's like oh that was so ham-fisted <laughs> that's um, great but yeah you you can get out of will's pact at this point and you can also persuade her to give you some goodies so you can get a rapier with a six level spell of summon cambion jeez that's nice yeah so you get that just before the um the fight with uh, with Catherick. um it uses your casting stat to attack so it can be used technically on any caster yep give it a girl <laughs> yep no don't give it a girl um, he's got that rod of fireball um <laughs> yeah 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 but like it basically makes will into a blade lock even if he's not a blade lock if you want to do it that way for instance certainly certainly um, um i just want to go on a tangent here because me and uh matt had a discussion ages ago about warlocks in this game and um i imagine it would be difficult to implement or at least you know definitely not trivial and they'd have to record a bunch more voice lines but how cool would it be if you as the player character as a warlock could have uh, a bit more of uh, customization on your patron in that uh, your patron could be either mazora or Raphael. yeah with it being mazora or Raphael, um with the archfey you've got Auntie ethel and even dolly 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 is like a reasonably strong fey like she's not massively powerful but i um, I, you have to wait till act two. I think the problem with Auntie Ethel for that is, you know, the obvious of uh, she wants you. I think she'd be cutting you up for parts far too willingly as a patron. That said, um, she technically always um, honours her deals, but in the genie way. Well, you could say the same about Mizora. Yeah, fair enough. But at least if you do everything that Mizora wants, she's uh, like, at the end game, she's actually really, really happy with you. Although that's because she's got Will's soul forever if you end up being signed off as the Blade of Avernus. Yeah, and also you can fuck her. Um, yeah. Except she doesn't fuck you. She makes you experience the pleasures of the Nine Hells or some bollocks and she just kind of watches as you come. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and when you're fit, okay, uh, I've not actually seen the uh, the related cutscene. That's just how it's been described to me as. I've seen the fallout of it on YouTube because depending on who your lover is, they will either be like, "Oh, you couldn't, you couldn't, you have invited me," or then you've got Will and Carlac who are, are literally disgusted with you. Yes, yes, and rightly so. Like, yeah, Carlac's like, I, I understand like wanting to go with people, but fucking her. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I like Mizora. She's a fun character, but, like, the problem is I like Karlak more. Okay, here's I the... prefer... Hey, that's the thing, though, Karlak's, Rick. Uh, approval. I think we should uh, probably address this to our audience, especially people who aren't necessarily media literate, in that... Um, that sounds really harsh, but you'll understand why I use those words. There's a lot of weirdness in the sense of when people say they like a character, people don't seem to have the common sense to autocomplete it as, I like the character because they're well-written. Not, I like the character yes. because, oh, they're awesome. I like them. I want to be their friend. Nobody wants to be Mazora's friend. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
yeah, she's a well-written character. By the same token, I like Kethrick Thorne as a character in terms of I think he adds a lot to the story and I think he's like a, a, a great villain. I think if you were to... I don't is- want to be his friend. I think if you were to isolate a single act, I would isolate act two because it has the perfect antagonist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it would stand up on its own without the um, the build-up from act one where everything's telling you, oh yeah, get to Moonrise because this is where, you know, shit's going to go down. I kind of get you. I, I do, but uh, I, I don't know. I, th- I think I like the Underdark a lot, but I don't think you could isolate it and have a fun time. I like act one a lot. I mm-hmm. don't think you could isolate it and have a fun time. I like act three a lot. If you start at the beginning of Act Three, Act Three is weak as fuck. Sure. And sure. By, by that, I I, by that, I mean if you didn't play Act One and Two, Act Three's fucked. Yeah. Act Two is more yeah, or less act, a self-contained act, story. Yeah. Act Three is all payoff. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Uh, so like, it, it it can't stand on its own without your personal investment that gets you there. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Um, oh, whatever. Move on. Move. Something fell down outside. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the other thing that's in the uh, Illithid colony is the brain puzzle. Fuck this thing! <laughs> yeah, I hate. It's, uh, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> I looked at it and my brain went, "I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. I'm going to look up a guide," and the guide didn't help. Nope. Uh, I didn't know the way that you did it was by like clicking L3 <laughs> to get your cursor to be able to move around and be able to select things that way. Fuck. So I okay. got really frustrated. That explains so much because every oh, right, you're playing on the deck, so you do actually understand the annoyance of playing with a controller because every time yes. I moved my character so that I could look at the puzzle and connect a thing, the puzzle then went away. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, I eventually figured it out that that's what you had to do and like enter uh cursor mode because every time you saw it on youtube it was someone on pc and they could just use the mouse but here's the thing is i was looking up a thing to say how do i select like i wasn't even looking up the fucking solution i mean i got the solution which i never did because the 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 guide never told me what i had to do to actually input the thing because it wasn't happening yeah it's just like a psychic sword at the end of the day oh fucking i wasted 15 minutes of my life trying to do it yeah it was uh it's not a fun puzzle you also have to fight a bunch of undead for no reason beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Including one of those fuckers that does the. Con- I- There's dead things. I'm going to revive the dead thing every turn. Yep. Yeah. So that becomes uh, prime target number one. And hopefully you've fought them in Act 1, so you know what they do. <laughs> so you know to target it immediately. Uh, I'd argue it's easier in this encounter. because, Well, obviously it is, because there's only one of them. But also... Yeah, you've had a few levels behind you as well. And also, the arena is massive. Yeah. In Act in Act 1, on the mountain pass, the area where it's you encounter... It's so small and annoying. <laughs> Yeah, it's a corridor, and you can't even lightning bolt half the time because you've, either you're not level five yet, or even if you are, it's uphill, so then it probably won't go uphill that far. That's some bullshit. Because it's like, can you not just lift your hand slightly up? Yeah, just point in a forty-five degree angle. <laughs> like as a DM, I, again, we're going to compare it to D and D because it's a D and D game, and I understand it's a video mm. game; it can't account for everything. Coding is hard. Um, but as a DM, I would be like, yes, you can shoot uphill because, of course, you can. You just lift your hand up slightly. However, that also means yeah. the line goes up diagonally so if there's anything at the crest of the hill you're not going to hit those as well which is a fair ruling yeah yeah but not something you can do yeah, on yeah. the fly in a video game mm-hmm. yeah yeah i feels it i feels it but yes the Kethrick fight has a bunch 
of minions that he summons once you're, once you're in part two of it. Thankfully, and, all the minions, uh, all the minions apart from the mind flayer, are more or less one shot kills. Oh yeah, they're easy. Like especially if you've got radiant damage. Oh yeah, and and uh, yeah, if you let any of them survive, he eats them for more health, and he gets a little buff where he can cast like finger of death. And yeah, if you let him be, be able to cast finger of death, and you have counter spell, it's a very good target for counter spelling. <laughs> Yeah, I had this annoying thing in this fight uh, on one of my runs because I had both Gale and Will with me. It's annoying, but it's also not because every... Oh, I think I've told this before already. At the beginning of the fight, there's like five mage skeletons and they all do really low limit damage shit spells and every single one triggered a counter spell. Do you want a counter spell or hellish rebuke? No, no. And you have to click no on both. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, the, the things... That, they just do like a... Um, they just do the basic cantrip as well, isn't it? It's like witch slap. Yeah, it's like... It, at most, they'll do seven damage a spell. Yeah, and uh, you even know what spell it is because it tells you. Like they're doing chill touch. Yeah, they have to tell you. It, it, otherwise, how would you know whether you want to counter spell? The only reason they wouldn't have to tell you is if you're playing Pathfinder and you have conceal spell. Yeah. Well, even in even in D and D, like technically, you don't know what the spell is before, like on tabletop, you don't know what the spell is without using recognized spell, which is also a reaction. Okay, but at the same time, if I if I'm making an enemy cast fireball, you're gonna know it's a fireball. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. He does some like arc. Cain gestures and his, his his hands light on fire and he goes Kamehame and then that's your time to counter spell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the the fight with the avatar is like like I said, it it takes some beating. I've not done the final fight yet, so it's going to be it's a real high bar for me. The final fight feels like it's cheating because it's on that epic level of a scale. Sure. So it's it's one of those where yeah, I I think you're correct. The avatar of Merkel fight or half of the fight in particular is pretty fucking cool visually mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then once this is done uh you get a little cooldown party with the uh, people in moonrise if you got minthara she leaves the party temporarily just to sit on Ketherick's throne man if uh, i can imagine like it probably doesn't happen but you can imagine the dirty shit she wants to do if you're in a romance with her yeah <laughs> I, I like how she goes like i shall never tire of sitting on dead men's thrones <laughs> it's great yeah you've also um, got to remember minthara's got a bit more of a, a different worldview as well because you got got to remember in her society it's women in charge yes yes absolutely uh this is also the part where you get most of her story um like she this is where she tells you about Orin, and like it's what like clues you in that Orin is a big deal as well because until now you might have heard a bit about gortash from karlak yeah and if you're uh, lucky you get a real you, the cutscene cutaway when you're looking at the, the 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 three champions is is karlak and all she is is going grrr <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the the cutaway of just like mad face <laughs> my favorite one of those is Shadowheart, where she looks like she's uh, sucked a lemon <laughs> yeah well because again sour heart regardless of where Shadowheart's uh alignments end up being she doesn't like kefrick because she because he betrayed char yes <laughs> Uh, and then you got the actual final part of uh, Act Two, which is uh, getting assaulted by Gith. Yeah. Uh, does this happen regardless of uh, whether or not you've gone through that particular route with uh, Lazel? I think it does because I think you have to see this part. Um, but the difference is whether Lazel is pro Orpheus or against. Okay. Um, if she, if you've never been to the crash, Lazel's not had her faith tested, and therefore she just assumes that Orpheus is a user. Serper. 
yeah, yeah, as she would. Um, uh, it's just because you just like, again, I've not encountered it, so I don't know. But if I had, if I was able to make the change, I would have it be anyone other than Gif attacking the camp. Yeah, well, because you have to go to the prism. Like he needs help in the prism, whether no matter what. Um, the Gif come to you because they know that you're the ones that that uh, the Emperor is uh, helping. So they use that link to go to you to kill you before you come out. Oh, so is the implication that the Gif aren't um, servants of Vlakif? They're pe- they were part of the honor guard that jumped out the portal when the portal opened. Actually, I, actually, I don't know. So the ones that attack you before you get to the honor guard bit, I think those are Vlakith ones. But it doesn't make sense for um, them to be there if you, if Lazel isn't actively working against Vlakith. That's all I'm saying. Because yeah, they might just um, they might just skip if uh, if you do that. Either that or they still want the uh, the artifact. Yeah, but they don't and know you have the it. artifact no matter what. I don't know to but, be honest. But the only reason I say this is because I've got one save file which I haven't progressed into chapter 3 with yet obviously um, where I didn't go to the mountain pass and the ambush that happens just before the boulders gate route doesn't happen if you didn't betray Vlakif yet okay so uh, but, uh, that leads me to believe that Gif being in that encounter before going through the portal would be odd yeah so the the portal the ones that come out of the portal are from the honor guard okay so that now makes um, sense and it's fine yeah the ones from the portal are from the honor guard the ones on the bridge are Vlakiths sure have you just looked that up or are you just making assumptions on what I said um I'm pretty sure the ones on the bridge are Vlakiths because they talk about like taking the prison back. No, I know the ones on Where the bridge is... by Vlakiths are, are Vlakiths. I meant the ones coming out the portal because before you said you don't know. So I was wondering if you looked. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the ones out the portal. Or... Nah, I'm just remembering a couple of things. Like they're they're monks, and you pretty much only get monk Gith Yankee from the honor guard. Okay, sure, fine, fair enough. That's that's all good. Um, uh, and I, I think you see the uh, the animation of them popping out as well. I don't remember. And if you leave it long enough, more come. Oh well. So here's the thing: is as with a lot of these timed encounters, first time I did it, I it was right uh, shitting pants moment where last last possible moment I put someone through, and that's when I learned oh someone just has to touch the portal and it ends the encounter. So every time I've done this, it's once again good old misty step encounter done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very easy to just end that encounter just by touching the portal. Like you don't even have to kill the dudes. No, I think they're just dead when you come out either. They well. they are. It makes no sense unless the implication is the rest of your party dealt with them, but the rest of your party's not there. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of your party's asleep. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the thing that you can do here, um, you can non-lethal the honor guard, but it's treated as if you didn't. Well, yeah, because what the fuck's going to happen is when they wake up, or, you know, probably what's going to actually happen is, as soon as you leave, if they're all unconscious, uh, Emperor's just going to go, oh, I'm a bit hungry. Om nom 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 nom. <laughs> he likes his prey to be awake, so he'll probably wait until they wake up, which is even worse. Uh, so, yeah, om nom 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 nom. Okay, but at the same time, eating brain is it has to be specifically used on someone who's stunned. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is when we find out that our dream visitor is the Emperor, um, that he's been a mind flayer all along, and that the line that he said really early on of, just like you, I was infected with a tab hole, is not actually a lie. It's just, you know, he didn't stop his seriomorphosis. But he couldn't, really. No. <laughs> he was offered a cure by his friend, and uh, he didn't want the cure because he wanted to be a mind flayer because he was already a mind flayer at that point. The cure was death. Ah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh... So this is where you can. Uh, the Emperor offers 
you a super tad. Uh, you can, if you've taken any tadpole upgrades, you can't refuse the like accepting it. I believe. Uh, I got to this point and didn't have any tadpoles, and I still couldn't refuse it. It just goes in your inventory. Okay, yeah, you, it goes in your inventory, but you like you don't have to accept it. Like, okay, um, Minthara takes no persuasion in using the super tad. Turns out anyone can use the super tad. I assumed it was just the person that used it just got it, but like, uh, yeah, you can just spread that throughout your entire party. Uh, before this, um, as- you get one of the best lines in the game, which I saw via YouTube, and I think we've mentioned it before on the podcast, but it bears mentioning again, because it's so funny, and credit goes to the VA, because he sounds so pissed, where you can detect thoughts, the Emperor, when he's trying to convince you, and regardless on how well you roll, he just goes, I am telling you my thoughts! Why? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> you... <laughs> You must be joking. I am telling you my thoughts directly into your mind. Yeah, and then he overpowers you by saying, you want to see my thoughts? Fine, here. And just fucks you up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if uh, if you weren't a great old one warlock by now, you might be now. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love it. Um, you can refuse to help him, but that does lead to a game over. It does, yeah. Um, and yeah, the super tad bonuses are actually pretty cool. Like you get the third tier of um stuff, including a um a displacer beast transformation. Ah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, displacer beast is in top left, and it was the way that I got certain characters to unglitch themselves. There's a glitch where if you are polymorphed and you unequip a weapon, then it makes that weapon bound to you, like super bound you can't unequip it at all so the way to do it is to polymorph again and uh once the polymorph ends it uh it fixes it so i had to super tad astarian because he was holding jahira's scimitar that apparently i gave him while jahira was an owlbear okay so here's the thing you got to remember the reason why rick encounters a lot of glitches is he does also actively abuse glitches as well oh i fuck around with things um Like, for instance, I, I did cheap Minthara and recruited Minthara on a good playthrough before it became a thing that you, was just patched into the game as a normal thing that people could do. Which is a thing a lot of people have been fucking up, by the way, because when you knock out Minthara, you have to do it when she is specifically temporarily hostile. Yes, yes, yes. Um, she basically becomes non-responsive if you've done it right, so you can't even talk to her afterwards. She's just there, probably naked, because he probably took her underpants, um, and she just has, like, one HP, so basically you might want to heal her before you do this as well. So basically, any, and, char- yeah, it was... any character who's clearly a boss character, who the fuck looks at their drops? You just press triangle. Yeah. <laughs> and her undies are great. <laughs> they work really well on quite a bunch of people. Well, I, her, I don't know her about regular her. outfit. I was going to say, okay, on my first play, through my regular outfit for a big chunk of the game was Minfara's clothes. I didn't realise they were meant for a woman, but they made my character look like He-Man, so I was like, oh, this is staying. Yeah, I give it to Carla because it's got the uh, the hole down the middle, so, you know, she's, it's got, there's a vent where she can uh, get rid of some heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadowheart is the absolute winner with Minfara's outfit outside of Minfara herself because it really shows off her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's easy to forget that Shadowheart is rather shapely because she's normally wearing armor. All of my characters, apart from Karlak, well, uh, all of my women characters, apart from Karlak, wear heavy armor. Yeah, <laughs> and Karlak has got this really nice ass. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I gotta be honest, I don't really look that long. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, it's one of those where um, the interesting thing about the Super Tadpole is like Astarian really took me out, of, took me for a loop because I said, "Hey, do you want this Super Tadpole?" Because I'm not gonna fuck 
fucking use it. And he went, why the fuck would I want it? And it's like, you've wanted every single power boon up until this point. And he's, he makes the point of, yes, but now I know where it comes from. Yeah, fair enough. Because he wanted the Tad. He was the one that wanted the Tads to begin with. Like, he was like, hmm, now that I've seen that you don't die from it, now I want them. Uh, in Act 1. If you take certain dialogue options in Act 1, um, you cannot use a Tadpole yourself and the first time you pick one up and don't use it immediately, Astarian just initiates dialogue saying, if you don't want that, I'll have it. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I'm not, I'm not seeing that one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I did to trigger that, but I was like, no, it's staying in my backpack. And he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like some even some of the early stuff is like pretty good for Tadpole. Like I think Minthara comes with Cole the Week and uh, the Charm thing. I wouldn't know. Uh, Cole the Week is great if you have a load of Tadpole powers. It's better, but yeah, yeah. I think there's like 23 if you go to uh, like full evolution and use everything. So anything that's 23 health or below just dies. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Which uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's rather good. <laughs> you have to. Um, it gets turned off when you're doing non-lethal because you can't non-lethally call the weak. Sure. Uh, but if you don't care about non-lethal, it's fantastic. I can count on one hand the amount of times I've used non-lethal damage, and one of those was because I wanted to recruit Minsk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, recruit Minsk, recruit Jahira, yeah. <laughs> recruit Not Jahira? Jahira. Uh, recruit, recruit, rec- recruit Minthara. Why do you need it for recruiting Jahira? Yeah, I didn't. I, did, I, I misspoke. It was oh. for recruiting Minthara. That's fine. They're both hot melf, uh, elf milfs, so... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I think that's about it for Act 2. Uh, one second, very quickly, because we've kind of spoken about Minfara. There's cut content where she actively got pregnant during the campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen um, a few lines that have been cut from this. Yeah, same. And they're all adorable. <laughs> yeah. They're adorable in so, a fucked uh, up way, because you've got characters going like, oh, you've got a little one on the way, and Minfara's like, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's like are you sure you don't yeah, want to take yeah. like a back seat in the fighting and she's like i would rather die <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah in fact let's let's just touch a bit on minthara's recruitment a bit again because like this is where you see her look like an absolute kicked puppy and it's it's so heartbreaking and it's like the real start of her roaring rampage of revenge you've now you have now recruited a monster and are pointing her in the right direction. It's fantastic, I think. Yeah, and I've not gotten there, but I assume this means they've re-implemented the dialogue with House in. Then I don't know. I've not. Um, I've not actually played since the latest patch. So yeah, I've st- I st- not. I st- explored I'm, things. I'm right in front of Minfara before fighting her, and I had to quit quit my game, and I haven't reloaded it since because I started the. I started her dialogue by saying, "Oh no, you got it." Oh, I'm also playing as a high half elf, and she fucking hates high elf. Elves, which I didn't know because <laughs> okay. she, she calls you a fairy <laughs> and I was just like that's fuck what the fuck wait you, you talk to her and she's like oh it seems the absolute has more patience than I do and then she got like, uh, <laughs> giving a fairy her her powers and then I'm like what? what and she goes why don't you go make yourself useful and kill the tieflings and I selected the option of um oh actually I'm here to kill you and she just goes okay <laughs> Um, and I started the fight and then it said it didn't say she was temporarily hostile so I was like I fucked up so I need to do this again yeah I think you have to basically attack her while she's um, passive yeah, that- to make her temporarily hostile because she's because uh, she's retaliating to an unprovoked attack yeah there's two ways of doing it you can just straight up initiate a combat by attacking her randomly or you can steal a pen from her desk sure uh- <laughs> <laughs> steal a pen <laughs> uh 
Uh, but yeah, the thing we're referencing to, uh, referencing is about two major patches ago, there was some cut content that was um, shown off, and it was a dialogue tree for having both Housin and Minfara in camp. And it's a real depressing tree, and it really paints Housin in a shitty light. Like you totally understand where Housin's coming from, but it's a shitty thing to do because one of the thing options is is if you say, yeah, no, Housin's right, Minfara, you can't stay with us, Minfara, and I can imagine the inflection she has because I've not heard the dialogue for obvious reasons, where she just says. I will respect your wishes, but if I can't join you guys, you're condemning me to death. Because, of course you yeah. are, she has the tadpole. Without the artifact, she's under the Absolute's control, and they don't want her. Um, yeah, yeah. And you can still tell right. her to go away, and then she just leaves, and you know you've just fucking killed her for no reason. And Housin's like, tough decision, but it had to be made. And it's like, oh, Housin, you're a bit of a dick, mate. Mm-hmm. For someone who's so nature and so otherwise, like, lawfully good, and I suppose that's what it is, lawfully good is a bit too black and white at times yeah 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 it's uh it's, it's rather um lawful good doesn't have to be lawful nice however it's it feels like to be nice you have to be at least chaotic in this game yeah it's why a lot of my characters in D are chaotic because the law is usually stupid yes 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 there's a reason why paladins are usually called lawfully stupid yep <laughs> yeah well you either have lawful stupid or stupid good i think my next lawful good guy is going to be stupid good <laughs> so uh yeah i've uh, i've made a himbo and hopefully he'll be fun. Man, my uh, mind was blown when someone just went, Adora's just a himbo, and I'm like, oh, you're so right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about enough for Act 2. So, from Act 2, do you have a favourite moment? I mean, two words spring to mind, Rick. Character established. Um, yes. That initial encounter with Kefric form is a very memorable moment and if it, if it doesn't make your top like five list I'd say of moments in Baldur's Gate 3 I'd be curious to see what edged it out I'm also aware uh, which again I've not seen but it sounds cool if you actually arrive there as a Dark Urge he recognises you yes yes you do yes he does and he kind of, there's like a little narrator thing of uh, a, a little glimmer of um, recognition comes across his face and he's like man I won't tell if you won't tee hee yeah but it's one of those things as well where it's a fun thing to play with with later knowledge because obviously Kefric really fucking hates Orin. <laughs> yeah. And guess who else really fucking hates Orin but just can't remember? Yeah, the person who got lobotomized by an ice pick. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what about you? What's your favourite moment? My favourite, it's kind of the same, so I'm going to go for a different one, is uh, when you free Dame Aileen and she just armors up and goes, we're going to kill Kefric Thorm. Yeah, it's good. And, it me- and then just like the the music swells in fact just generally that whole scene of Shadowheart having her kind of like a face turn but it's like a face establishment really at that point because she's already not a bad person exactly man and let's not beat around it too much up until this point chapter 2 is fucking depressing yes yes Um, for me I did the Dark Urge version first so I did I like killed Aelin but when I did it again as my Tav like this was a really cool uplifting moment just having shadow heart do the right thing of her own accord mm-hmm. like without even telling her to just like letting her do what she wants just sit back let her work through what she wants and just choosing not to be an arsehole <laughs> Aelin recognizing this even though she's a Sharon and um just the music starting to swell up and then she just gets her wings flies off and then you see like everyone else start with their uh, newfound hope yeah it's just it's just a great 
crescendo in time for the uh, the finale. And something I want to point out, which we didn't touch upon, and this actually got pointed out to me by someone else on Reddit. Sorry, nameless Reddit, Reddit guy, I read your post ages ago. Um, but um, it didn't really clock with me when I first um, uh, encountered it. But the reason why Dame Aelin is scarred as fuck is because the entire time she's been locked here, every single person who became a Jark Justicier did so by killing her. Yes. So the reason... Yes. And, um, and a lot of those scars are fucking gnarly. They were not kind about it. No, they weren't. Like, one of the things that you do to become a Dark Justicier is to um, kill a Saloonite. And look at this. We've got one captured who is a daughter of Saloon and also constantly revives. Yep, dead easy. So yeah, she gets uh, she gets super killed super often and uh, has been doing for the past hundred years, which is a big pain in the ass for her. And yeah, um, the fact that she's the only Azimar is kind of a downer, uh, but it also makes her seem way more special. I think if, like, I know you want Azimar as a player race in the game and like I'm not going to debate that here or now but you know there are certain races that feel like they should feel special and it bugs me when you've got a party full of um, people who are like I'm from XYZ Zelsior I'm the last living person of so and so and then five minutes later the player character turns up and they're from the same place (laughs) yeah Well, I think they could have um, they could have just said, "Oh, yeah, she's actually a half angel," which is basically what she Asimara actually are. is a daughter of Saluna. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, Asimar are um, the celestial equivalent of tieflings because tieflings are not actually half devils; they're just regular humans with some diabolic blood in the bloodline. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I got the wrong end of the stick because I generally thought Asimar were demigods. Nah, that's um, I think it's Empyreans. I think is what uh, the demigods are. So yeah, she could very definitely be an Empyrean. Sure, sure. Um, whereas you know a player character Asimar is just as as it is in the regular game where uh, you just are a person that has some divine blood in your bloodline. I can imagine there being some real fun dialogue with the Tieflings fucking hating you just on principle. Cause it's like, oh, how come we got <laughs> how come we got the shit end of the stick, looking like devils and people hating us and. And look at this fucking perfect Aryan god. Yeah, just with uh, with like animated sparkles all around their skin all the time. Yeah, and a halo. <laughs> I just want to clarify something there. When I say that, I say it facetiously. I'm obviously not. I'm not fucking putting Aryans on a pedestal. I think they're knobheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not uh, we're not implying that any one race in real life is better than any any other because anyone who ranks races is uh, like <laughs> automatically racist and almost always puts their own on top. Well, oh, okay, but for real though, if you're gonna rank things, why would you not rank the thing you are at the top? Because you're gonna want to feel special. Unless, yeah, the only reason you wouldn't is if you're self-hating. And uh, this is no, no, this like, is our Baldur's Gate. Let's move on. Do the weakest link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what would be your weakest link from Act Two? Uh, weakest link would be probably the fact that, you know, there's not... <laughs> it's weird, because so much happens in Act 2, while also nothing happens in Act 2. Yeah, there's there's basically one thing, and it's, you do Moonrise. And it's an, it's good. It's such a nothing weakest link, because I wouldn't change a thing, but it feels less than, you know, 1 and 3. Okay, yeah, okay, fair enough. Basically, you're making me say something, and there's not a lot bad... With, I, I've gone on record as saying, as I think Act 2 is my favourite act as a whole. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I'll throw it to you, fuckface. <laughs> What's your weakest link? <laughs> 
Well, it's like you said, Act 2 is a little bit depressing. Like, if it weren't for the finale with all the uplifting parts and, like, that little bit with Last Light with Jahira establishing that she's actually kind of fun to be around and Damon being there and fixing Karlak's heart and you be able to, being able to do the Karlak romance from then on, like, it's rather a depressing part of the game. In contrast to The Underdark, which is also a dark zone but, like, has fun things and is really beautiful, this is, like, a dark zone that has fun things and is really grim. But at the same time, it's classic storytelling. Like, the, yeah. the middle should be the most downer. I'm, I'm simplifying yeah. it. Don't get me wrong, but that is the general gist of it. The beginning is like, here's the journey, the journey, here's establishing everything, everything's okay. Middle, here's the hurdle we must overcome, end, everything, well, you either have a happy ending or a sad ending. Uh, and this, yeah. it could be both. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, this is the Empire Strikes Back of uh, of acts in, in terms of that, in that, uh, yeah, you need the darkness before dawn. Like, you win the fight, but you've, you, you've only just started the battle. Sorry, yes. you win the battle, yes. but you've only just started the war. That's what I was going for. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And but we'd always like to end on a high note. High note. Who is going to be your MVP was, from Act Two? It's not even the fucking contest, is it? It's Kethrick Thorm. Yeah, absolutely. Ditto from me. Also Kethrick Thorm. Do you want to give um, a Do you want to give a runner-up you... each because it's so clearly Kethrick Thorm? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my runner-up is going to be... Do I want to give it to Dame Aileen or Jahira? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm going to give it to the High Harper. So, if you want to split sure. the difference. Okay. Yeah, let's split the difference. Because, like, I was edging on giving it to Jahira. But I think Dame Aileen, because she is, like, the um, the fulcrum of my uh, favourite moment alongside Shadowheart... Uh, it's it's kind of it kind of means that she kind of has to be up there for me as a as a as a secondary one. We talked about Kethrick Thorne when we talked about him. Uh, we talked about Dame Aelin when I've been harping on about her, and we've not spoken quite as much about Jahira. I think so, there's a reason yeah. for that because as inter- Jahira is entertaining from moment one, and if you're a yeah. good party, she is definitely fucking fun to just talk to. Uh, if you have Karlak in your party, she gets extra fun moments. Yeah, Karlak gets super giddy. Like you even get approval just by. Re- recruiting Jahira that moment yeah it's great yeah it's awesome uh, Jahira's a, the, the, I think one of the reasons why a lot of people don't put a lot of investment in Jahira is most people already have Halsin who is a better druid yeah, uh, so I did have Halsin, and I just didn't use him, uh, because I knew I was getting Jahira, and I, I like Jahira better as a character. Yeah, so... Uh, so when it comes to uh, a part in Act 3, yeah, Halsin was the one that got got. <laughs> uh, yeah, in my game, uh, it was Lazelle, and I was like, oh, that that's weird, but whatever. Um, J- J- Jahira's great. Uh, she's funny, but she's also a source of wisdom in the group. Like, whenever you talk to her, she's yes. like, I can t- there's a great bit of dialogue where you talk to her, and you ask her about things, and she goes, there, did I fulfill the... Uh, the role of uh, wise and oldened crone and one of the responses is uh, oh don't worry Jahira you're only one of those things and she just goes I'm not going to ask which <laughs> yeah she, she, she basically she laughs it off and in a really like endearing way and like I half expected to just see Jahira approves in the corner yeah from that from the way that she reacted it was great <laughs> uh, another thing with Jahira is a lot of her actual cool moments happen in act 3 because she's actually in the fucking party yes uh, so we'll get yeah, to that absolutely. when we get to Act 3, I guess, because, yeah, hands down, Kefric form, MVP from both of us. Honourable mentions to Jahira and Dame Aelin. Yeah, absolutely. So, over
over two hours later, you've uh, got this from us. Uh, <laughs> if you like the video, you've got the comment section down below on YouTube. And if you're listening via one of the many audio platforms, you can instead send an email to... I'll give it to you in a moment. I just want to let the audience know that pre-editing this podcast is free fucking hours. Yeah, that's why I'm saying over two, because I know it'll be cut down from three. And if I say three and it's like two hours 20, then people are going to go, nah, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, the email, as always, is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. Once again, that is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. And if you made it this far... Fucking good job on you. <laughs> See you again next time, boys. Yeah, let's be honest. They're listening because they like Baldur's Gate 3, not because they like us two knobheads. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.